Hello and welcome to the Zionics podcast. I'm your host, Ben Caruso. Uh, today is episode seven, and I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Jack Allen. Uh, today, we're going to talk with Jack about all things travel, food, hospitality industry, and anything else that we decide to um, get to during our chat. Um, you'll get to know Jack through this. He's very easy going, could talk pretty much um, about any topic, and um, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it so without further ado um jack welcome thanks man thank you for being here here. no thank you i'm giving up your time for being here and all that so um i guess first of all jack um just might pass it over to you my first question will be so you are obviously a chef by trade um so you know your way around the kitchen you know that industry um i'd just like to sort of ask you how you got into it is it a passion? Was it something that you're like, okay, I've got to do something? Like, what was it that inspired you to do that? Yeah, so um, it was my, actually my grandma uh, who initially inspired me. I was would have been about 11 years old at that time. Um, and she was a cook in a pre- preschool. Um, and I used to go uh, spend some time with her before school every day. And then she would walk me to school because my mom started work early. Um, and I would watch her cook and things like that. I'd always have lots of questions. And it started getting to the point where I had questions that she couldn't answer. She said, I don't know, Jack, I'm not a chef. I can't answer that. And one day I I asked her, do chefs make good money? And she was like, yeah, they do make really good money, which obviously turned out to be a complete lie, (laughs) Um, complete misjudgment. Um, But yeah, that's where where it sort of um, ignited my passion. I really... Bring uh, that a bit closer. Yep. To your mouth. That's it. Yep. Perfect. Um, So that was where I sort of fell in love with with cooking i really enjoyed um just watching food come together um and from that um it was more or less the only thing that um kept me in school you know that that i was gonna you know be a chef when i when i left school and and all the my all my other school mates knew that my first job was in a kitchen when i was 15 years old at, at hogs breath cafe mm-hmm. um as much as i look back on that now is not really cooking but <laughs> um and then but it's a it's a experience it's, it's, yeah it's, it's a restaurant absolutely it yeah. definitely gave me that feel of what service is like when those dockets come in and you start pumping things out mm-hmm. um it really just sort of gave me gave me that yeah. um gave me those skills um and then from there when i was 18 uh when i was 19 sorry i i got a job on hamilton island to complete my chef's apprenticeship okay so i moved up to to hamilton island um completed two and a half years there um and that enabled me to work with lots of world-class chefs I was able to work with lots of Europeans who were coming on um, uh, working holiday visas and things like that, and they would they were coming to Australia to work, and they wanted to work in these great restaurants as well. Um, and that was where it all really the passion really okay. started, I think. Yeah, right. So you talked about these people coming over from overseas. Um, like at this point, obviously, you said that you finished, so you've already been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that? Um, you know, is challenging about that industry because I know a little bit about it um, yep. just from general conversation with other people yeah. Um, that it can be quite rough. Mm-hmm. It can be quite very demanding. As you said, you just mentioned it about a minute ago about like the dockets coming in. Yep. You got to get that out. There's no, you know, yep. 30 tables, those 30 tables are yep. so at the exact same moment as the other, like, so explain to people about that. Like, cause yeah. obviously, where I'm coming from with that is obviously we all know the, the Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay, uh, all those type of dudes. You see them. Yep. Obviously, they 
at some point before they were celebrities worked for chefs that probably treated them the same as well yep. and demanded absolutely so do you want to elaborate on that a yeah bit? so there's a multitude of factors that obviously make um make being in um uh, a chef or in the in culinary industry like um a notoriously difficult difficult sort of job whether it be the hours the lack of a social life um because you're always working on nights and evenings and things like that um then the pressure of actually being in the kitchen when those orders start coming through and you have to multitask and you might have four or five different things that you're cooking and they all take different amounts of time to cook and you've got to um corroborate them all together um at the same time you know so it goes to the the customer uh hot and as it should be um so yeah there's a there's a multitude of factors that make it such a difficult paying job and then a difficult sorry job um and then on top of that you have like hospitality jobs aren't um the best paying so um i think that's the the stage of the the hospitality industry now is is where it's at where it's um it has scared a lot of people away mm-hmm. um now with, with the, all of those factors mm. and i suppose um like you talk about the low wages and all that it's a very tough job to always be mm-hmm. with your happy face on and and um i've definitely um understand that um because i know that i couldn't do it there's not a chance in hell that i could do that because i'm just not um i just don't think i could i've never done it Mm -hmm. so i don't know whether i could but i'm just saying um just from the outside looking in it seems very um got to be like it's just very um you know people consume it like the consumer comes first and sometimes it's like they don't but when you're in hospitality, you have to smile. You have yep. to say, yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yep. I'll make sure it's hotter next time. Um, Absolutely. And, and you just want to scream because you're like, you don't know what, yep. what I'm just doing in the kitchen there to get mm-hmm. this ready and you're not happy. Absolutely. Because that customer's paying your wage. Exactly. At the end of the day, mm. like that's that's what it all sort of comes and, down to. And if... Yep. Yeah. You and, do you feel, and do you feel that obviously COVID killed mm-hmm. it? Because it definitely made it stopped completely everyone that that transition that mm-hmm. turnover of people's gone. Yeah. So how do you inspire people now to get in the industry to get back shit into money? It. Yep. Um, as you said, social life very limited. Yeah. Um, how, how do you get people into that industry now with that being that way? Yeah. Int- so COVID really changed uh, things for everybody. You know, it was one of those. I think being a chef was seen as one of those jobs because everybody needs to eat that there would never be there would never not be a demand for chefs you know and then covid came through and put everybody out of work completely um and then most of i I know a lot of chefs actually who exited the industry completely after that and they haven't been back you know whatever they've got into whether it be um groundskeeping or or landscaping or 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 even different trades um it, Hmm. it a lot of people left the industry after that i mean due to maybe a lack of Job, job security maybe they were feeling like um but yeah it's definitely left um, a few stragglers in the industry now but did you think if covid didn't happen yeah a lot of these people wouldn't have went what else do i think i can do mm. to provide for my family a- absolutely i think, do you think that's still- part of it absolutely yeah i think covid definitely exacerbated that situation but i think it was already happening in the in the say five years leading up to covid anyway mm. um people sort of reevaluating their choices of of what they want you know um having if, if, if you want if you get into sort of your mid your 30s or your, your mid 30s and you decide um you know what i want to have a family you know and 
you're a chef, it's really hard, you know, mm. to be there for your family and to be there in that. Mm. Um, and I, I know so many chefs who have gone through that, not my own personal experience. I hope that I don't have to. Um, but a lot of chefs, they don't get to spend the time with their family or their kids that they, they want mm. to. And then when they are at home, they're tired because they've worked so many crazy hours. Mm. Um, it's definitely a young man's um, a young man's game. And I've seen a lot of chefs stay in there to their 40s and their 50s and they turn really bitter and horrible. Um, so, <laughs> but I think I think I think that's a lot of industries, though. Absolutely, I think. Um, I mean, I've tried, or I'm trying, like this this kind of a hobby at the moment. I mean, I'd love yep. to get paid to do this, but mm-hmm. um, obviously, it's it's a hobby um, <clears throat> that I really enjoy doing. And as I say, you make one hobby that can pay you your money. Yeah, absolutely. And one hobby to have fun, like you know, and I've got my clothing line as well. Yep. Um, these are all career changes for me. Yep. I wouldn't have done it probably if COVID didn't come around. Yeah, okay. Because I'm sitting at home going, well, I'm an accountant. My my work's not stopping. Yep. I, I can still go to work. And then I'm like, but is there ever been anything else that you've wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been anything else that you wanted to try before? Because um, I think when you're young, um, you know, you, like the chef in, yep. you, you got to do something. You know, you're going to be a bum. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it's a chef, accountant, Whatever, like not all of us are doctors, like or we mm-hmm. have the brains to get that far, or the dedicate, or and this understanding of the dedication it took mm-hmm. to get there. But um, I believe that um, you know, um, y- you you have to do something, you know, absolutely. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've done that. Is it fulfilling me? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, it's like you you've, you you you're in the chefing industry. Is that always going to fulfill you? What is going to come along that you say, you know what, that I think that might, I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. But how do you transition? Yeah. You can't do it when you've got kids. Absolutely. You can't do it when you've got a wife that's depending on you to bring the, mo- yep. you know, the money home. Absolutely. Or, you know, that's a bit sexist. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, yeah, you're the always, yeah, in your family in situations like that, your family will depend on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I want to go to this. Sorry, I'm a chef. Yeah. Son, sorry. I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, so I can't make it that birthday party. I've no. got to work, you yeah. know. And it's just a, it's just a Saturday. It's not a special Saturday. It's just a Saturday. Yeah, and you know? that's how you earn your money. So how, yeah. do you, how do you get people into that industry now? It's not a stay at home. Yeah, job. Oh, I don't have to go into the office for three days a week now. No, well, when you're a chef, you got to be in the kitchen. Yeah, you got to go to work. Mm-hmm. And if you're sick, you know, too bad. Yeah. Sometimes because you know you know yeah. that you got to put pressure on your mates by not being there like your comrades in the kitchen, it yep. puts pressure on them not being, on yep. you not being there, you know, and I I definitely have seen too many examples yep. of chefs going to work when they're sick because they yep. don't they don't want to let anybody yep. down. And, and that's that's also a toxic part of the industry, I would I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, I I know a little bit about like um, my family, cousin's brother, butchers, own butcher shops, so I've been around that industry as well. That's mm-hmm. kind of um similar idea. Like yep. the, the mentality of those guys is that like... Um, and it's hard work. Fucking hell. Yep. Like it's on your hard feet all day. On your feet. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I've trust me, I've seen it. I've mm-hmm. I've got sympathy totally for how hard physically that particular job is and chefing. Um so I wanted to touch on that. So um in terms of like in you're not only dealing with the pressure of all that, but is is what are some of the horror stories that you've heard or seen? Like, could you talk about them Working. without without saying names? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can I can uh, talk about one of my own experiences as sort of like a, a quintessential like Gordon Ramsay experience. 
Um, I was working on um, Hamilton Island. I was working. I'm sorry, to smile. When I'm no, no, <laughs> no, no. Absolutely. Just, you, you know, like I can, I can laugh. Sort of when I when I tell these stories, you know, I mean, at the time I could probably laugh a week after it. You yeah. Know, in all honesty. At the time. But I was, yeah. But at the time, yeah, I was I was shitting myself. Um, so I was working for a Scottish chef, and he had quite a lot of. Um, quite a big following around him at this time. So the resort that I was working at had been voted the best resort in the world that year, which was 2013. Yeah. Um, and I'd gone in there as an apprentice and initially they didn't have me on a section. They didn't have like a specific role for me. It was just sort of like helping out here and there, here, like wherever I could. And then I, I got um, the opportunity and sort of put myself forward to, to work at, at 3 a.m. till 3 p.m. and do the breakfast shift. And, um, and I did that for a few months and uh one day uh, we came um the head chef came in at nine o'clock and my co-worker and i his little nepalese chef were getting hammered absolutely hammered and he said do you want help and uh and kamal my co-worker said yeah please chef so he came he started plating the food we started we were cooking everything giving it to him to be plated and he said where's the gluten-free and neither my, myself or kamal had any idea where this gluten-free thing was so Instead of saying, I don't know, chef, we didn't say anything. And he said, where's the gluten-free? And we didn't respond. And then he smacked the bench and he said, where's the fucking gluten-free? And I, I shit myself. I turned around. I grabbed the gluten-free bread. I just started cutting it. I don't even know if he needed gluten-free bread. Um, and I went to put it in the oven. And as I turned around, he smacked the tray out of my hand. And he said, get the fuck out of the fucking kitchen. Fuck you. Oh, and really? I run, like had to run sort of around the, the kitchen. And as I got... Uh, sort of around the bench he's sort of standing here and he just starts throwing poached eggs at me <laughs> and I had a goat all down my white chef's jacket and I went outside and I stood there for a for a little bit kind of uh, a little bit in shock a little bit she, yeah it was just sort of I honestly had no no idea what to make of it you know he he wanted to kill me like yep. the, that this this rage his bald head went purple you know like and um and one of the other chefs came outside he said you'll be right and that was, and um, and I stood out there for about 15, 20 minutes. He told me to go home. The chef had told me to go home, get the fuck out of there. Uh, but I didn't. I stayed out there. I waited till breakfast service was over. And I went back in and I helped my, um, my co-worker clean. And I started on with the prep for the next day. And I went into his office and I said, oh, I'm so sorry, chef, about what happened before. And he's like, that's all right, mate. And that was it. It was done. Never brought up again. You know, it was water under the bridge. But in that moment, in that setting of being into that and that under that much pressure this talk this totally like volcanic eruption yeah. and I, I know <laughs> I, I know what it's like like even when you like like with me like even when you're doing um you know, chores around the house when you're a little with dad or like whoever you you know elder man or woman was or in, in your life and they can say where's that thing and you you panic yeah it's like the yeah. easiest thing ever but mm -hmm. you're trying not to yeah. You're trying to learn and be <laughs> yeah. a studious student and all yeah. that. And then you're like, you know, where's the, just say like whatever you're measuring, where's the measure, the square? Yep. Yep. The square. What? The square. Yeah. Like, you know what it is. Yeah. If, if it wasn't under that pressure, you'd be like, and then it, they turn around and they say, oh, there it is. Like It's right here. Yep. Fuck your slut. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm scared. Like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I think. But obviously that's totally different. It's yeah. not the same, but it's... In that situation, in hindsight, obviously I should have just said to him, Chef, what, 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 what we're going what? free... Yeah, 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 clarified it. By the time he... The second time he would have asked, he wouldn't have had to ask. I would have been able to to have just given it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just... I was a second year apprentice at that point. 
um, not a lot of experience, and I was just a timid little nineteen-year-old. Mm. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> I mean that's that's right. You're only nineteen. Yeah, but I mean, he would have him that um, chef at that stage. He would have been subject to that at some point in his career. Absolutely. Yeah. So to him, it's like, well, it happened to me. It's going to happen to yep. you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, chef. I don't. I don't know if sh- chefing's a little bit more specific to other trades, like. Because there's like the split shifts and as mm-hmm. you said, like the timing of it. Yeah. You're, you're on the dinner time, not yep. rest time. Like, so you, you, your whole equilibrium will be flipped. Oh, uh, absolutely. Its head. Yeah. Um, like, you know, um, this is my downtime and it's early in the morning. Yeah. Or it's mm-hmm. middle of the day and I'm on a split shift or. Yep. And you're eating dinner and it's 1130 at night or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Like you can't yeah. grasp that. Um, I know myself, like, doing this. This is a hobby, but it's still work. So, yeah. like, I'm doing this now at, you know, whatever time it is now. I think it's quarter past seven. We started probably four, 20, 30 minutes ago, 20 yep. minutes ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is like, um, like, I still get up tomorrow and do my job. Yep. So, it's kind of like, um, yeah, you just got to... It, it it's the me- sacrifices you make. Yeah, it, yep. can, it can mess with you a little bit, but yep. this is totally not chefing. There's no pressure here, but... yeah. Um, you know, um, in all honesty, I've, I've found it, um, I've gone from, you know, working in a few restaurants and things like that in the past and then gone in, gone into cafes where I would work, you know, six or seven till three or four in the afternoon. And, um, you, you would think that you can sort of change your schedule. And I have found it one of the most difficult things to do is there's still nights where I'm up till one or 2am, regardless of what time I start in the morning. You know, it just, it just, it just, yep. and it's what, a really hard yeah. thing to break. Is that is that because like you're so long you were a chef? Is that what I, th- saying? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's so hard these days, and this can we can just sort of change the field a little bit. I think that's the challenge today is society. Like my parents, they're a bit older now, but their their routines always been. But our lifestyles now, like living today, like there's so many distractions. Mm-hmm. It's more it's, complicated. Would you say? I think that it's, yeah, I think that, I think that there's, um, and I've been victim of, I've not a victim, I've been guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the digital world and the real world. Absolutely. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you can go home and you've interacted all day and then you go onto your phone and you're interacting, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's not the same interaction. It's a totally different... Yeah but it's still draining you or taking your energy away. So I think that it's, it's, it's a matter of it. I think it's only complicated if we don't simplify it. Yep. If we don't say, um, you know, um, yeah, I just think people sometimes look at the screen too long when they get home. It's time to shut down. Yep. But we don't do it. Yep. It's, not, it's hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. We live in to this. disassociate yourself with that. Oh yeah, and no, well, just, I don't want to socialize. Yeah, I don't want to talk to my friends, but that's how you communicate now. Yeah, you know, I've only got probably one mate, one. Yeah, that still rings me like, mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. Never texts me. Never sends me a message. Yeah, on it doesn't even have social media. It's like, how you going? Like old school. Yeah, and it's how so, refreshing is it's that? Too so refreshing. Yeah, because you know what? He doesn't ring me if he's in a shit mood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's true. not hiding behind a screen. Yeah, I can hear it in his voice. So if he calls me. And um, he knows who he is. Yeah. Because um, he's the only one that calls me like yeah. that. Um, but he, like, it's a real interaction. Yeah. If I ring him, he's like, 
yeah, can you call me back? Can I call you back in five minutes? I just got something going on, and he doesn't ring you back. Yeah, it's not personal. Yeah, it's like he doesn't want to fucking talk because he's busy. Yeah, yeah. And I've had that so many times in the last, you know, couple of months where it's just like I'm getting to the point now where I ring people. Yep, yep. Ring them so they can hear your voice. They know you're not upset. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yep. so I think it can be complicated, but I think if we can simplify yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. I think even with the, I was noticed with the young, like younger generation and working with a lot of people in their early twenties, it's almost like an anxiety thing. Like they see somebody calling me and they're like, oh my God, why is this person not texting me? You know, like they almost like freak out a little bit. Um, and I don't, I don't know why the, the times have changed so much, you know, not everybody's angrily calling oh, you, you know, man. but you can, you can misinterpret a text message. True. So absolutely. badly. Absolutely. And I've been victim of like, not victim. Yeah, I've been guilty of that, or or yeah, I guess people have been a victim of that from me as well. Yeah. Like where they might send me a text message and I'll read it and go, "Okay, bro." Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah, you know. But maybe it's like, but if I, that's what I mean. Like, my mom, if your mate rings you and he's like, "Can I call you tomorrow?" No worries, bro. Everything yeah. good. Yeah, mate. Promise everything's fine. Yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, um, but I think that yeah, our it's, just, it's more complicated. Just it's on the go all the time now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even now, like, um, yeah, and every, it's just it just can be relentless. Like at the moment, like I'm totally off my phone at the moment. Like text messages, I'm ignoring. Yep. Social media, I'm ignoring. Yep. Um, I can relate to that. It's it's just at the moment. All of a sudden, I'm just like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with any of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got this. I've got work problems. I've got um, yep. things going on. As you, you and like, you know, our, when we talk personally away from here, like the things that go on, mm-hmm. um, you know, in life. And, yep. You know, it's, and then sometimes I'm like, I want to be like the social guru. I want to be on there all the time, being inside. But it's just, yeah. I think. Um, and people, unfortunately, like I find myself in that position a lot where I just, I just don't want to be on my phone for a while. Or I, you know, I'm working a job where I'm having to be putting on a face and I'm social or something like that. And I go home and I don't want to, to talk to anyone and I don't want to, you know, I'm not purpose, like I'm not intentionally ignoring people and I'm not, you know, not being rude. I just don't have the capacity. I can't pour for an em- from an yep. empty cup, you know? Um, but just on that, like, that's what we've lost. Yeah. I think that we've lost that. I'm fucked. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, yeah. I, I need to completely because we can get in contact with each other now. You yeah. know, like we can. Call, I can text you, and I know sh- pretty damn sure that you're gonna put, pull out your phone and look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just that that sort of world we live in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How times have changed. But I know, like, I oh, me now, like, I um, I even like try and like specifically leave it. Yep. Go and do something without it. Yep. You know? Yeah. It, it, and I mean, with me, like, I live with a bit of a, like, my disability. So, like, my family and all my friends and all my relatives and all the people that want to get in contact with me, I've got that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Where if I don't answer... So they start to worry? About yep. me. Yeah. So, I've got that too, where it's like, why didn't you answer your phone? It's like, because... What did you just say two seconds ago? Yeah. Talking to anyone? Yeah, I just don't want to be involved. I don't want to. I just want to drift away for a little bit. Yep, absolutely. You know, not, it, and, and and that that's as you just said. Bang. Yep. I need contact. I'm contacting you. Why aren't you receiving my yeah. contact? Yeah. You know, it's you can't get away from it. Yeah, and we almost feel yeah 
bad about telling people no. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That that's yeah. No, I, I know, and I don't like hearing it. Yeah, no I'm one so, likes yeah, hearing no, it. Yeah, no, no one likes hearing it. But yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, we've almost um obviously everyone's really really get scared of um sort of offending anyone these days with you know even as much as you know what some like you might refrain from telling somebody I it's not you or I just I can't deal with this right now you know because somebody's going to take that the wrong way mm. you know like as much as you tell them it's not them it's still going to be them you know and you feel bad you're conscious of that but all of those phrases and all of those things are out there now yeah as an educational negative thing I've seen yeah. heaps of it where it's yeah. like don't ever say it's not you it's me yeah because <laughs> it's like totally Yep. It is you. Like, yeah. that's how people interpret that shit. Yep. Because it's so out there now. Yep. Right, you, you, the, the English language in our Australian language is so over-analyzed now. Yep. Um, yep. You can't say any of those things anymore because like, mm-hmm. it's wrong. Yep. You know, um, you know, he's got childhood issues. <laughs> like, yeah. It's something yeah, like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, like, they exactly. tri- pinpoint all that sort of shit on you. So, I think, um, yeah. So, sometimes, yeah, it's, as I said, unless it's... Because it's because of the computer screen. Mm-hmm. Fucking words on a computer screen. That's all it yeah. is. How much it's changed just how humanity interacts with one another. You know, I, yeah. I read somewhere that, I can't remember what it was, but humans weren't um, intended, we're not, we weren't intended to be able to interact with one another from over all over the world, you know, like, um, and obviously with social media, like I have friends all over the world that I've met tra- tra- traveling and yeah, things yeah. like that. Um but I, I can't remember. Which is great. Yeah, which is great. But, um, you know, to think that a few years, not that long ago, really, you wouldn't have been able to do that and stay in contact with them as much as, yeah, you know, they don't up. feel any different from the being down up. the street or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, get a letter. This new world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> January 1. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get it in December. Happy yeah. New Year for like, yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, it's just not, not worth it. Yeah. Um. But I think, um, yeah, that that's true. Like, it humans weren't supposed to interact with each other that far apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think that that kind of makes sense, and it kind of comes back to the old sayings, you know, like it takes a it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Like it yeah. take you know you, the the men hunt the women gather mm-hmm. like for to eat that night. Like yep. you can kind of understand the logic. And I told you I think the story about. Somewhere like, um, I don't think I think it was on another podcast, but I, I'm not sure whether we touched on it. But basically, like you know, um, a lot of our defense mechanisms that we have as humans is from the fact that you, when you back in the day, you could have got up in the morning and literally been eaten by a bear. Yeah, that day. Yeah. So our mentality is defense. Yep. Because it saves your life. Yep. But the social media and that side of things, you're not getting eaten by a bear. Yeah. Like it's not that bad. Yeah. But we interpret things that way. Yeah. It's defense. You might be snubbed online or, or something Little thing like could be yeah. anything like that. Anything small, but we naturally, you know, it's called like the happy state. Like humans, and we're not meant to be happy because we're trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. If we were always happy, we would, oh, look, a snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if we, but that, that's a little bit silly, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the um, mentality behind it, that we're always in defense mode. Yeah. So we're always gathering information on how yep. to we protect ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
because that's just human beings. We have to be that way. Yep. And maybe uh, you could say that obviously being in defense mode uh, online, when because everybody's online all the time, um, you know, that's sort of added to the fact that we're already losing human connection between one another. Obviously living in this digital world, you know, human connection going on. But we have like, more, we're supposed to have more connection. Exactly, exactly. Um, one thing that I can say is obviously working in restaurants and things like that over the years in is seeing the amount of people or, or couples that come in and they just immediately pull out their phones and they both sit opposite each other and pretty much the entire time, unless they're eating, they're on their phones. Mm. You know, there's almost no conversation yeah. there whatsoever. And honestly, that is the most depressing thing to watch ever. Mm. Um, it's called boring pussy. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if, <laughs> if ever I'm on a date or anything like that, I make a point of not touching my phone. Like, I but that's put the it thing. Away, it's like, like all of us, oh, you're on a date. Don't you dare show me that you use your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. always on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. swipe left, anything I met you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But it is, it's like... Um, yeah. We had that conversation on, on Easter with my family. Yeah. And I've always had that opinion too, that like, we as a society should make that a rule. Yeah. Like, your industry and things like that, you're going to a restaurant to get an experience... Yeah. You know, obviously not everywhere is going to... But if you're going to a restaurant, out to dinner, and you need to sit on your phone... Yeah. Why are you out to dinner? Yeah. May as well be at home. Yeah. Order Uber Eats or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, for me, and we were sort of saying, like, if we go out, we should have a family. One of the mum, like, my mum or one of the... Whoever, our wives, girlfriends, whatever. Handbag, everyone puts their phone in there. Yeah, absolutely. Until dinner is finished and we all go our separate ways. Yeah. Or we get... Here's everyone's phone. Go home. Yep. And I admire the, the, there's a lot of restaurants out there that have taken that initiative to do that, whether it be like locking the phones up on a cage. In So they actually yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. One thing. Like, do you have an example? Uh, there's a few in the city that do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, so they it's they like do take you're it. here for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, I went to, to see Dave Chappelle recently. Yeah. Um, Lucky and that you. was, okay. that was, that was I heard really about good. This. Yeah. And so they take, um, obviously for copyright purposes more than anything, um, they take your phone and they put it in this like little satchel thing that gets locked and then you keep that satchel on you and then when you're leaving, they just unlock it for you. Um, and it was a really cool idea, obviously, um, f- to prevent um, any of it getting out for other people to see. Um, but it just made you live the experience more. You mm. know, you're just like, you, you're there, you're present. You know, but you, you cannot use your phone. No. At all. No. There's no like emergency text messaging. No. It's, I thought it might have been just to stop the filming because no. he's a comedian. Yeah. If someone films his joke, yeah, then that goes on the internet. It's yep. no longer funny when the pe- people other people have gone to see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's rude anyway. Yeah, you're going to see a yeah. comedian. It's rude to film him, but yep. there's people out there that want to make a buck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So or for their own memories to show their friends, yeah. or or whatever the re- that whatever the but reason may be. I admire yeah. them for not doing that. But all, all the people as well. See, I thought funny. it was like a designated area. Where you could go no. and look at your phone in an emergency. I need to no. talk to my mother. She's no nothing. And so there was a whole bunch of people that didn't even think about it before. They couldn't use their Apple Pay when they were trying to pay for their drinks and their things like that. <laughs> they got to the bar in there to go buy drinks, and they oh, uh, next thing they can't fucking do it. You know, fucking um, God love Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right? yeah. Honestly, I think that's the joke in the joke. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Fucking, yeah, he's probably standing up there going, "Fucking look at this!" Fucking yeah, just trying to pay with his fucking watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even my AirPods as well—they locked my AirPods up as well. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go. Um, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'd imagine that's what Dave Chappelle's like. <laughs> yeah. Just, he's so smart and comedic oh, genius yeah. that he's probably like watching everyone just go, yeah. that's funny, that's funny, that's yep. not, that's funny. Or I could do a joke about that. Yeah. Look at this guy, look at this girl. Like, he, I reckon he's just fully always yeah. on, I reckon. The whole thing was, um, it was a, I'd never was been a to a stand-up. Yeah, I'd never been to a stand-up comedy gig before that, but yeah. um, it was just, it was a whole show. He had walkout music. He had a few comedians before him. Yep. Um, it was just, it was just really, really good. Yep. Um, exceeded all my expectations, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've seen all these specials and that. I like, um, yeah, I, I've seen a few comedians. I've seen um, a lot of Aussie comedians. Jim Owen, underrated. Yep. Very funny. Um, just he's just got that. Jim Allen does this thing where he walks out on stage. He's got that, that just that look. Yeah. And, and I suppose when you see Jim Allen and that on TV, some of his stuff I didn't read like it wasn't as funny. But yep. when you see him in that environment where he's the show and he's the, I've never laughed so hard. In my yeah. Life. Like yep. he just comes out and um, just like walks from one side of the stage to the other, right? Just walks across and looks. Everyone cracks up. Yeah. He's doing absolutely nothing, but yeah. he's an absolute genius at it. Yep. And then, um, like, just, you know, little things like get his guitar out and, like, play one chord. Yeah. It's like, that's in a mission. And he'd walk out. Like, just little yeah. things like that. He's just so good. Um, I've seen, um, um, like, Kamal. I've seen a few different ones. Um, who else have I seen? The biggest international comedian I saw was um, Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in Las Vegas. Yep. And it was just... Did he tell any Monica Lewinsky jokes? No, but he told a lot of Mel Gibson jokes. Yeah, okay. Um, but, <laughs> and I'll tell you that story in a second. So anyway, just me and my buddy, we were just traveling over in Las Vegas. And uh, we just said, oh, do you want to go see a show? And we knew he was a car guy. We were car guys. We liked yep. cars. It's like, um, he's famous. And we, f- we were reading up on it. And we found out that he only does like one or two stand-up gigs a year. Yeah. Because he does the Tonight Show. Yep. So he doesn't, back then, this is a long time ago, I don't think he does the Tonight Show anymore. But um, so it was like, okay, this is like one of two shows that he does in Las Vegas every year. Yep. So we're like, 90 bucks a ticket. Let's yep. go. Yeah. And we were like five or six rows back, seven rows back. So they had like some of the stage lights and it was just the front people. We were just behind the light. So he couldn't see us. So he, but he was going at people in the crowd yeah like all the good comedians do yeah getting it going and of course um this couple was in front of us and they were german they were traveling from germany and he's just gone so where are you two from and they go oh we're from germany okay and then he just he just unleashed on them like just like oh um, no just uh, he went it was funny as yeah and i we even said before we said um I don't think I can repeat some of the things he said. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> was there any Adolf Hitler jokes in there? A couple. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, like that's where the Mel Gibson part came into it as well. Mm-hmm. So just, that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but he surely couldn't have ripped on him more than any South Park has, right? No, no. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that. You have to oh, explain okay. it to me. But um, yeah, and so we were just sitting there and we go, like, I wonder if he's going to be like, you know, like the Tonight Show, like, hey, Monica Lewinsky was in the news to like yeah. that sort of shit that he does. And I was kind of yep. like, oh, is that going to be funny? Because we're not American. Yeah. We don't know what everything that's going on. We've been drinking two weeks straight. Like, yeah. 
I just want something easy to listen yeah. to. Yeah. But he was brilliant. Yep. He was phenomenal. He didn't go anywhere near any of that shit. Yeah, just fantastic. Just did a good skit, probably an hour long. Yep. And everyone left, like, round of applause. Like, yep. it was just wonderful. Um, so I saw him, um, but, you know, um, my ultimate, like, he doesn't do it anymore, but, like, I'd love to go and see Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Because yep. he's my, um, you know, him, um, him, um, Robin Williams. Yep. Like, those two are legends. Mm-hmm. Um, top of the tree. Um, but, like, then there's Richard Pryor. There's so many good comedians from around that era but, and just before him that, you know, dead yep. or you can't see them or they don't do it. Yeah. So that's kind of my, um, you know, but then I like other guys like George Carlin. Yeah. Do you know who George Carlin is? I don't. I don't know. Who you ever seen Bill and Ted? Yeah. He's With Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Yes. Yeah. He's the dude that travels back in time, um, Reeves. I think his name is Reeves. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to Google it after Ball this. Poor guy with a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. But his type of comedy is like just, he's not telling jokes. He's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So he's picking the eyeballs out of everything like yeah you know, the irony in situations or the nuances and he talks about like the church yeah like, the catholic uh, church yeah god yeah talking about that and he's like you know and he talks about like so if you don't do what he says you are going to hell <laughs> you're going to burn down there you are going to live damnation forever blah 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 never speak ill of his name but he loves you yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so he's got absolutely that, he's got that kind of um he, he hits you with the punchline and it's got everyone's like going I fucking hell like he's saying whatever he wants to say yeah that's why he's funny yeah but um he's good you need to google him yeah absolutely he's got those true qualms because he does another one um, and I know I'm talking a lot but he does one about like language yeah okay and that's something that he said changed so he talks about like over the years in world like war mm-hmm. when people come back from war and he says how our society and this, I think he did this in like the 80s. Okay. Might have even been before I was born, maybe 85 yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So Vietnam had just happened. Well, Vietnam was... In the late 60s? Late 60s. So this was the 80s. So it's yeah, probably okay. 15 years after. Yeah, okay. Mid, mid-80s. He talks about like, so World War One. It's yep. like, um, or World War Two shell shock. And then the next one was um, some other, and he said, now it's three words. So the first one's shell shock. That's two words. The next form of mental yep. distraught. From so they're all up. to describe PTSD. And that's yep. what he gets to. And he goes, yep. okay, after Korea and then after Vietnam. And now like he talks about, I think it might've been, no, it was before Iraq. The, maybe it was after the first Iraq war. Yeah. Okay. Now it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. There's four words. Yeah. That's what they're doing. You listen to our society. Every time an event happens, we change our wording. Yeah, true. It becomes more complicated. Yeah. That's what we are talking about before. Yeah. And this is a comedian. So it's quite funny, actually. Yeah. Like he does it. Absolutely. But he's sort of explaining, like, and then people are, like, in the audience going, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, he's... Comedians not- are the people that do that. The, yeah. The poke holes in the, in the things that make you think, oh, my, like... Yeah. Yeah. Or it just shows you how yeah. serious we take ourselves. Absolutely. And I think, I think a lot of that comes to the point that, obviously, like, comedians have to risk being offensive to tell their jokes. They have to risk being offensive to some somebody. Um, and whenever, whatever you're talking about in the pursuit of truth of whatever you're looking, up, looking for, you have to risk being offensive to somebody. You know, if you and I were to sit here and have a discussion about trans athletes, right? There is absolutely somebody who's out there who's going to take offense to what we're saying, 
mm. regardless of how politically correct we are. Mm. You know, whatever you you're talking about, you need to you need to be a bit uh, offensive. Or not, not you need to risk being offensive, should I say? It's funny you say that. Yeah, because I had a conversation about this the other day. Okay, I'm not going to say about trans athletes or trans athletes. Yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle says a joke about it. Mm-hmm. It's on Instagram. There's he, many. When There's... he goes, so LeBron James <laughs> now wants to identify as a woman. So does that mean he gets to play in the WNBA and score 956 points a game? Like, yeah. And every, people got offended by that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, are you serious? Yeah. How can you get offended by that? Yeah. Like, it's LeBron, like the greatest basketballer alive today yeah of course he can't go and play against women yeah even if he he just can't yeah it's not right no no it's not i admire all those athletic organizations there was another one this week earlier this week that um that banned trans athletes from competing i can't remember who it was it was another big one it is it's hugely dangerous dangerous. yeah and absolutely ruins women's sport you know we're all talking about equality now you know the, the feminism movement um, and then here we are allowing um, biological men to go and corrupt women's sport. You know, mm. it's it's absolutely absurd. Yeah, no, I I I know that it's happened, and like, it's just wrong because I mean I understand. Um, well, I don't understand, but I th- that's how people want to be. Yeah, if that's how they identify, a- absolutely. Yeah, you can't. Oh, I'm I, I'm not going to win in the like I identify as a woman, and I'm going to go and box. A woman, yeah, as a man, yeah, who's okay. You can get all the, but it's it's so you could kill her. Yep, absolutely, you could. Absolutely, he, she could. could kill she. Yep, yeah. And I, I mean that with respect. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely. That's you know, not it's, right. It's not. Uh, it's the it's the truth. Yeah. You know, like, um, well, all the differences, the biological differences that men have over women, whether it's muscle hmm. density, hmm. um, bone or bone density or muscle muscle mass, um testosterone whatever that may be there is a multitude of factors that make women different to men um and that's not even humans you know like that's 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 even animals you know well we spoke about like we spoke about it when we had coffee the other day yeah the 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 wnrl yep like how the women probably need an extra tackle yep because they don't have the kicking power in their legs like yep if if um as a player that everyone would know, like if Nathan Cleary kicks the ball or any player that you might know of, any the kicker, he can kick the ball and it goes so much further than how a woman can strike the ball. Yep. Doesn't matter doesn't matter how many one legged leg presses she can do or whatever. Yep. She just doesn't have the the physical power in yep. her hips and her quad to boot the ball that far. Yep. So for me, it would be like, well, that would be a good addition to the ladies' game. And this is where it comes back to like, well, then it's not parody. Mm. But it is because you're actually making that women's game more entertaining because now their kicks their kicks have become attacking yep. or defensive yep. in the right manner. Whereas yep. if they kick from their 30 meter line, it's landing on the 30. Yep. Nathan Cleary gets it to the trial line. Yep. That's the difference in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Between men and women. Yep. So I guess that's that's going down a different track. It's like, we need to look at how do you make women's sport more entertaining? And it's by giving it its own identity. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make it like the boys yep. game. Start making it the ladies game. Yep. You know, well, how long have we been even, you know, sports as a whole, but just a single NRL, how long have we been 
playing NRL and watching it. It's over a hundred years, right? Oh yeah, I'd imagine so. Something yeah, like that. You know, the field stayed the same. The field size has stayed the same, and we've always, up until recently, been watching men play. Mm. You know, it's a men's uh, rules based game. Yep. You know, all these things. I absolutely believe. Yeah, we should. Um, there should be a change of rules just to make things a little bit more competitive, mm-hmm. um, as well. And but the, but that's what makes that's what. Um that's one of the things in rugby league, and I know that because this is where we live. We live in Sydney, so that's the game that we play here. Yep. AFL, whatever, is in Melbourne. That's fine. All I'm saying is that like, if you can tweak the rules because the kick, when a player puts that kick up of, uh, in a men's game, whether you like the game or not, it creates a contest. People, <gasps> yep. is he going to catch it? Yep. Is he going to knock it on? Yep. Like, is my team going to fail? Yep. But you don't get those in a lot of parity. In ladies' sports, pardon me. Yep. Must be the scotch. <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't get that. Where golf's different. But yep. golf is different because they tee off at different spots. Yeah. So they've already adjusted the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're women. We want to tee off from the men's. Yeah, but it's going to take you eight shots to get to the tee. Yeah. It's par five. Yeah. So yep. let's keep it a par five, but make it parity par five for how far a lady can drive the ball. Yeah. So golf's been tennis. Yeah. They play less sets. It, it, not anymore. I think the men and that are the same now. But that that's probably a sport where women have always sort of played. Yeah, it's been acceptable for women to play. Not golf, not so much. Yeah, that was more a men's clubhouse yep. sort of thing. But tennis is, I, I can go back to the forties, thirties. There's women yep. tournaments for tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably one sport where it's similar. Basketball, bit similar. Yeah, um, that's got a lot of good parity there. But again, like. In, a, in, a, in particular sports, like league especially, give them an extra tackle. Yeah. Once they get that extra play and they get that, all of a sudden every kick now is a contest. Yeah. That then becomes, there's a really good ladies game on today. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over a men's. Exactly, over people start talking about, yeah. Because, oh, yeah, because all of a sudden, that well, those three games are shit. Yeah. But this is top of the table theme. I'm going to watch that instead of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's the only way you can do it. Um, yeah. They, but... Transgender thing, we can go on for hours. Oh, about absolutely, all that, backward and forward. And I, I mean, look at the UFC, right? Like yeah. with women's with women's fights, how sort of um, how the, big that is I now. I love the chick fights. Yeah, absolutely, and they're competitive. You know, it's a woman against a woman. You know, they weigh the, the same weight. You know, um, and they're bitchy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Imagine, we'll imagine it would be horrible to watch if you had a man step in there. Um, or or somebody who was a biological man against a woman that would be like they, you would it would be as bad as watching that slap league shit yeah um the, you know I just um it's just it's horrible to it would be horrible to but watch. you'd hate to lose yeah you'd hate yep. to be that bloke that goes oh yeah a woman and then she flogs yeah up. Amanda Nunes or somebody just absolutely <laughs> destroys you yeah <laughs> she'd bash me right? yeah there's yeah a, there's a difference there's though, a lot of men she would bash though, you're, to- isn't you're there? talking yeah. about um you're talking about um professional yeah. fighters but um. But I love the lady punch-ups yep. in the UFC better than the men. Yeah. Because the men, no matter what, they hug each other. You're yep. a warrior. No, yep. You're a warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love me. I yep. love you. No, it's like, push that, your fucking head in. But yep. I'm going to give you a kiss and a cuddle. Yeah. The women fucking stay angry at each other. I yep. love it. After the, after the fight. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't yep. want to be your friend. Like, I love <laughs> yep. it. Like, it's just so much That better. sort of takes um, priority over the that. Um, age-old respect in martial arts, you know, like where the men will give each other a hug or something like that, a fist bump or something as a sign of respect. Men can hold grudges, but yeah. women UFC fighters, yeah. they can hold a grudge. Yeah. I love it. 
<laughs> it's the best. Yeah. The men are just like, bad, man. You just tried to kill me. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't want to be your mate. Yeah. I want to shake your hand. Like, fuck. Now, yeah. Um, I, um. That's just me. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck you. So I, I have a little, little bit of experience um, in the ring and like unboxing. Yeah. So after while I was on Hamilton Island, towards the end of my time there, I met a guy who had done Muay Thai in Thailand. Yeah. Um, and he was another chef. And we started training together for about six months, nearly every day after work. And he showed me what he could show me. Um, and then I eventually came back to, to Sydney after that. Um, but one of the first things I did as soon as I left Hamilton Island was I went to Thailand. And I went in a boxing yep, camp, okay. and I, I stayed there for a month. So oh, I would wake up in in the um in the camp. So I would wake up to the sounds of people like hitting the bags, you know, um, and sparring and, and things like that. This? So, what time so we would start at seven thirty in the morning, um, go till nine thirty, so two hours, and that in that would be running, stretching, bag work, pad work, sparring, and clinching. Um, and clinching is obviously when you're up nice and tight with each other and you're sort of t- getting more dominant standing positions to throw yep. knees and elbows from, yep. the, from the inside. Because that's, that's Muay Thai. The elbows exactly. are legal, yep. the knees are legal. The art of eight limbs. Yep. So punches, elbows, knees, kicks. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good shit. Um, and then when I came back from, from Thailand, that was in about April or May of 2015, um, I then trained for the rest of the year um, until December. Um, and I fought in December on a show. Um, How'd you go? And that was in, it was in Manly. So I lost the fight, um, but I lost some points. I didn't get knocked out or anything like that. Um, he got carried out of the ring and I was able to walk. So, so it was what, a little bit happened? of like, he hurt himself or, uh, no, I battered his leg. Oh, like so I, beat, I beat the crap, yeah, I beat the crap out of his leg. Hit that perennial um, nerve, mate. Yeah, to be honest with you, like um, I should have just sort of kept at that because the first round I just batted his leg, and then I don't know what happened in the other two rounds where I just sort of I guess I just went stopped going for it. Um, but I I gassed so hard, the adrenaline dump, and um, mm. and I sort of still remember that feeling um, of being opposite ends of the ring with somebody you don't know. Because normally up until that point, it's sparring partners. Yep. You know that person. It might be your friend or your coach yep. or somebody like that. So here you're focusing on yeah. you. How do I fight? I need to be ready. Yeah, and this this yep. guy wants to embarrass me. You know, like he wants yep. to embarrass me in front of 600 people yep. in this event. He wants to kill me, you know, and I will do the same thing to him. Um, and it just sort of turned into this situation of just this overwhelming adrenaline dump. And then it's just instinctual. Yep. You know, everything, all your training, all your, your game plan that yep. you had before that. Out the window, yeah. you know, and you're just sort of fight or flight situation. Um, you're here, and yeah, I'm here. Gotta yeah. Do it. And then obviously, then and then I could even go into, you know, I, I lost the fight. Um, the next morning at seven a.m., so I fought at probably about nine thirty at night. The next morning, I was at work poaching eggs in the in in the kitchen at seven o'clock in the morning. My leg all bl- all blue, my shins all battered and bumpy. Mm. You know, it was um. Yeah, and that was again, you know, going back into being a chef, and uh, and after that, a month after that, I moved to Canada for two years. Okay. So I sort of just we'll, put the. We'll get into the travel. Yeah. I just want to ask you something. Have you ever seen like the sports science, the the fight science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, which one? The one where they do all the all the all the hits. So all the different types of strikes that you can do to someone in a fight. Ah, uh, okay. Like, um, uh, like so, one was Muay Thai knee. Yep. Elbow. Um, kickboxing, or I think it might have been a karate, like all different disciplines of fighting. Yeah, Boxers, yeah, yeah. Uh, straight right hand, yep. left hand. Um, and I had them all listed. So like everything. The direct, the Muay Thai knee directly to the chest yep, killed, killed the dummy. Wow. The dummy had went into cardiac arrest because he hit the, 
So I believe no, it, yeah. There was no defence. Yeah. So he didn't absorb. There was nothing absorbing it. He just, yeah. this TIE fighter basically just grabbed this thing by the shoulders and just went whack with a driving knee straight into its chest. Was that one of those like mannequins or was it one of the... One of the mannequins with all the sensories and everything. Yeah, the gel things, the things that they shoot the bullets at. Mythbusters um, use them? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Might have been that, but it had sensors so he could tell how big mm. the force was. Yeah. And it stopped the dummy's heart. Wow. And that was number one. So the Muay Thai just... Yeah. You know, with all, yeah. everyone knows the one I'm... That knows, knows absolutely, about, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of grab him and just drive yeah. straight up from that sort of clinching position. You can yeah. sort of, when you've got your arms around their their head or something like that, you bring them down. That one. At the same time, you throw that knee. That's so exactly there's almost what like he did. Two forces and he, collide. And he just whoosh guard, just yeah. hit it with everything he got. Yeah. And number two was the boxer. Yeah. Because the boxer straight, straight right, right yeah. without anyone absorbing the punch, because it absorbs, because it encompasses from your heel. Yep. So you your heel. Sh- all the way up hip. through your hip, ride that through. Like, so there's mm-hmm. no, no defense. There's your whole body behind it. Whole body behind it. And that got number two. Yeah. That, like, basically could have killed you. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. Yep. Um, which kind of, kind of, um, it was a bit, bit shocking. Yep. I guess that's what the gloves do. Yeah. Stops that blunt yeah. trauma. Yeah. Yep. I think he had a glove on when he did it, but it was, um, it was a dummy like that. Yeah. So okay. Face and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it's just a mannequin. Yeah, for, yeah. Something, for something. Just a foam mannequin. Yeah, foam, yeah. For um, hats. For my hats, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so that that was that. Um, so let's get back to your chef talk. So Canada. Can I take a toilet break real quick? Go for it. Yeah. Stand just out there. You can edit that off there, right? Oh, I can, yeah. Sit there. Awesome. Um, so Canada was always, I always wanted to, to work there, um, and sort of live there and obviously live in the, uh, in the snow, you know, live in a completely different climate to Australia. Um, but the majority of my travel hasn't really been revolved around work, definitely revolved around food and exploring. I think you really, um, see a culture through its food. Mm-hmm. Um, I, agree I think, that. yeah, I think that's, um, uh, so I've explored every continent now, um, but Antarctica, um, and yeah, the, the different cuisines and things like that is really where you see our culture, whether it's how much effort they put in to, to their food, the traditions they've kept over years, or even down to the, the delicacies or the different things that the different strange things that you might have to, uh, they might get to eat while you're overseas. Um, but yeah, so like, <laughs> I'll name some that I've eaten. Uh, so I ate guinea pig while I was in Peru. That was the worst thing I've ever eaten. I ate fugu, which is why the... was it bad? Did it taste bad? Yeah, it was. Or was it um, just you eating it was someone's so... pet? No, no, it was bad. It was really, really bad. So it was when it came out. It was sort of the half of the the guinea pig, but it was cut lengthways, and you could still see its mouth was open um, when it was on my plate. Okay. Um, and it was just sort of crispy skin. You sort of like peel back the skin and then you have these tiny little rib cages um, that you just sort of like pull the, pull the meat off with your fork and it was fucking disgusting. Really? It was, yeah, this, the... Gamey? The, yeah, real gamey, real... I don't know, the taste was just overwhelming. And you know what? I actually really wanted to enjoy it. I thought that I would enjoy it, um, but it was, hor- it was yeah, still the worst thing I've ever eaten uh, to date. 
Um, when I was in Kenya recently, I ate termites. So, so just backtrack. Yeah. Termites. We'll get back to that. Why do they eat guinea pigs? Uh, it's just it's just been a Peruvian or Latin American tradition. I know they um, they do it in Colombia as well. They eat it, so it's called koi koi arono, um, and it's just been a tradition for um, for for a really long time, I guess. Mm. Um, maybe no different to to way um, they eat goat in India and and different things like. I guess it's just sort of lived off of the land. Yeah, or llamas in in. Um was that? In Peru as well, they do Peru, the yeah. yeah alpacas. Yeah. I ate no, that alpacas, there. Sorry. Yeah, I ate an alpaca burger. Nice. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was really good. Yeah, it was like sort of a steak though. Okay. So it wasn't. So it was like a steak sandwich, but it was alpaca steak. <laughs> it um, actually looked good. It is the alpaca. Yeah. They had a fresh yeah. kill. Yeah, it was like the butcher. Yeah, local butchers done it. And yeah, he was carrying it on you, and I went. You know what? That meat looks actually really nice. Yeah, it actually looks really. Yeah, really I remember good. it being really lean. I remember there not being yeah, a lot of fat on it. Yeah, a little bit goat. Yeah, little bit. Just from the image, I was like, oh, it kind of yep. looks like a goat, except it, it was more. Yeah, the meat was more pale. Yeah, when when goats generally cooked as well, I think goat is more of a tougher sort of yep. meat, so it has to be slow cooked a lot of when you have a goat mm. stew, goat mm-hmm, curry, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. When I had the the alpaca, it was cooked um, medium. Um, on this sort of steak sandwich sort of thing, um, so I don't I don't think you'd be able to get away with doing that with goat. Yeah, because it would be too. Yeah, well, too I, tough. I think we I think um, like we talk about I think we talked about it last time at our coffee our meeting and everything that we had a couple yep. of weeks ago um, before Easter. Um, you know, like we talk about a food shortage, mm-hmm. but I'd eat an alpaca. Yeah, that should be in Woolworths tomorrow. Yeah, someone should start selling alpaca meat, and everyone else. Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, this is obviously a one of those, um, uh, you know, frowned on opinions and things like that. You have something like the Yuling Dog Festival in China, right? Yeah, okay. We spoke right? about this. Oh, yeah. This is, so, I'm not for it. Yeah, so it's just one of those moral sort of, um, but it's one of those festi- moral things. So, yeah. festival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, celebrating. Yeah, so it celebrates eating dog meat. It's only in it's only in Yuling though. I don't think they celebrate it anywhere else in China, like Beijing or or Guangzhou or anywhere like that. I don't think they they celebrate okay. it quite the same way. But it is huge, and you do see there are there are instances of obviously um, people's dogs being abducted from their houses and things like that, um, and then you know sold. And I'm not sure that I could morally go there and eat eat dog, but. If you put the if and and you know what somebody put the question back on me and I didn't have an answer for it. What is the difference between eating a dog and a cow? Um, if you've been doing it for a thousand years, what's the difference? And you know what, there isn't really one. No, like um, morally it's to just, us, yeah. it's wrong because we go to Woolworths on a Sunday and buy yep. every single and we put back the little apple that's got a bit of a bruise on it. Yeah, but we've got a food shortage. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If you lived in a place where that was the only apple you could eat, yep. it wouldn't matter if it had fucking 10 bruises, you're going to eat the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yep. out of necessity in a lot of places. And then, as you said, if you've been doing it forever, no one's ever said that that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe, like, I, I don't, we do not agree with that mm-hmm. because we are Australian and our dogs are like our second, our siblings. Yeah. Some people. Yep. You know, um, some people sleep with their dog. Yep. I, I don't personally but like people do that like yep. that's fine that's that's what they are to us they're yep. our companion yep and our friends not yeah yeah not food not food yeah and um i my personal opinion is this if you can farm it we can eat it 
as long as yeah. it can be farmed, as long as it's not hurting the environment. Yeah. In a way that yes, you can. Dogs tend. could be farmed. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. In yeah. a world where eh, we're fucking starving, nobody can eat. Yeah. Dogs on the menu. Yeah. Sorry, human nature tells you, or your moral, but human nature tells you, I've got to fucking eat. Yeah. If you got no choice, and that's the only. Yeah, that yeah absolutely. Look at look at somewhere yeah, like China. Yeah, look at somewhere like China. Um, around the time that not that I would, Mao but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm yeah, putting yeah. it like as you said, it's been a th- they're doing it for a thousand years. Yeah, Why and it should... goes more extreme than dogs as well. Like um, in places like that, due to famine. Yeah, Mao, Mao Zedong came through. Um, I think it was the 60s or 70s. You know, and there was a huge famine. You know, millions of people um, died throughout China because of hunger and famine. Um, and that's what resorted people into eating snakes, pangolins, all these sort of weird and, and wacky things, wild animals. Um, and then that translated into, you know, wet markets where people were getting wild animals we and things like that. that yeah. yeah. And then you have, you know, um, uh, the birth of COVID, COVID, you know, allegedly coming from a, uh, a wet market. Obviously, that's still up for debate. Um, that's but that's what we, yeah, absolutely. We, that, that's, you know, the most um, probable explanation for that. Um, but if we didn't have those wet markets, you know, people would be, again, in famine and dying um, in places in the world. So it's, yeah, and it's, they would yeah. think no different about eating a snake or whatever. Yeah, but they just forget about our morals. They don't know any different in China. Yep. They don't yep, know exactly. those little, um, you know, vill- like little towns and villages that are not little. They don't. They don't understand how we live here. Yep. They don't understand. They just don't. Yep. Not, they don't get it because they've yep. never experienced it. Yep. And they probably don't give a shit either. They don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. Eat, sleep, shit. Yep. Yep. Very li- simple lives. I survived another day. Yep. That's all they yep. know. Like, they don't know. Yep. They don't have social media. They don't have nothing. Yep. It's like going back in time. Yep. It's not like us, like... Especially in those rural parts. Yeah, like exactly. Really rural like, of parts. course. Yeah. Of course. Like, people don't... People don't understand that too. That like, it's not. They're not like us. They don't go to restaurants. They yeah. probably don't even know what a restaurant fucking is. Yeah. Honestly, they probably don't know. Yep. Restaurant. What's a restaurant? Yeah. What you go somewhere and someone cooks for you. Yeah. Or what do you mean we can have two different meals? Oh really? You know, like they might have the same meal every day. You can order wine. What's yep. wine? Like they don't know. Yep. They honestly don't live that luxurious lifestyles mm-hmm. that we all um, are accustomed to. In our yep. culture, we just, they don't. Yep. They just eat what's in front of them. And alpacas, like, as I said, I'd eat one. Someone said, but I, we don't need to. I can eat a cow. Yep. If I like steak, like, I can eat pork, I can eat yep. lamb. Um, you know, I don't need to, we don't need to. But if, if you can farm it and it doesn't hurt the environment in a way, that's what I was saying before. If it yep. doesn't hurt it in a way, yes, you're going to sit here and say, yeah, but cows destroy them. No. They don't. Yeah. Like, they don't. Yeah. They just don't. They, yep. they can be farmed. It's, no, it's not the same as taking a whale out of the ocean. You yes, know, like, that's exactly what was my point. Yeah. Like, you can't or just... sharks. Yeah, or... yeah, you know, you can't just have shark fin soup. Yeah. And then you have a jellyfish plate because sharks aren't eating jellyfish anymore. Yeah. Like, the ecosystem, they need to go under there. Everyone knows how, yep. how it works. Take one thing out, something else, you know what I mean? Yep. Sharks come in further now because of commercial fishing. Yep. We have a lot more great white shark sightings. We have a lot more attacks. We have yep. a lot more of that shit because they're coming in for food. Yep. We are now their food source. Yep. You know? So I think um, that's that's the difference. Like, if we can farm fish, farm it. 
why do we need to fish for it if we can just set up farms yep. of salmon, of yep. trout, of bass, of everything? Start yep. letting... And then we can, you know what I mean? You're not hurting the ecosystem. You're breeding yep. these from scratch. Did you watch that Seaspiracy no. documentary on Netflix? It's sort of... Um, uh, I don't know if you could label it as like vegan propaganda, but it is um, like very... It's about um, us taking from the ocean, taking more than, more than what's being reproduced in the ocean. And the fact that, you know, we might get to twenty in the 2040s and there's just nothing left in the ocean. And it is really dark. It's really, yeah, it's 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 an eye-opener. Um, and that's really horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, so this like goes to that thing again, you know, we well, absolutely can, should be farming. I can only things. equate it to, um, there's a movie, um, you know, the um, Professor Langdon ones, um, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, The Vinci Code. Yeah. The third one. The movie with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but... Prof- you haven't seen them? No. Oh, got to watch them. Okay. Classics. Yep. All three of them. Yep. There's... Is it they're in the Vatican or they're in yeah. Rome? Yeah. The Da Vinci Code's about Leonardo Da Vinci. Yep. And he left codes. Yeah. all of his paintings and his designs and his... And, and they sort of follow this along on who... Yep. This story about... It, it's biblical. Yeah. But it's... At the end, you're kind of like, fuck. Yeah, okay. Like it's really good. Yeah. There's a... One of the best books, and they yep. turned it into a, it's an okay yep. movie. I liked it. Yeah, and the second one is um, is about um, so they're in the Vatican again. Yep, but this time um, it's the Illuminati. Okay, so the Illumination. There's a big thing that like the light will or science. It's like the battle between science and the church. Yeah, and how. The Catholic Church has tried to stop so much science because it dis, yeah, um, approves what they've told us the Bible yep. is about. Yeah, even though we've spoken about that belief yep. system as well, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, but basically, yeah. So the second one is like about the Illuminati trying to get science involved. So there's a bomb and it's going to blow up, and it's a, it's like a big atomic bomb thing that's going to yep. the light. It'll be a blinding light. And it will end like um, humanity forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And restart. So basically, then they hire him again, and he goes around, and they steal all the. They steal all the. So the Pope dies. Yep. Not that's what the story's about. Okay. So all the cardinals are in the in the room where they're mm-hmm. voting on who should be the next Pope. So they're all locked away. Yep. But there's a couple of them that are like about to like the front runners. Yep. They've all been kidnapped. Yeah, okay. You know, the front runners have become the Pope, but they've been kidnapped. And nobody so, knows where they are. No one, yeah. So it's all like a big cover up. Yeah. Because no one's supposed to know. They're supposed to be voting on, but yet some of the main people are not there. Yeah. And no one knows that they're missing. So that's that's the movie. Yeah, that's the okay. Movie. That's the crux of it. Yeah. And then obviously Tom Hanks comes in and his job is to. And it's really good, that one, because that one's more about the churches. Yeah. So it gets away from like the more deep religious stuff. It's more about. Okay, so because he, that he's trying to find like where they might be, ki- they might be kidnapped and held. Yeah, okay. Through the Da Vinci Codes. No, this is the second one. So the this, Da Vinci Codes, the first one. Yep. This one's about the churches and so like Saint Michael. Where was Saint Michael buried? He was buried at Saint Petersburg. Where's Saint Petersburg Church? That way, and then he'll get to that church and he'll go no. This is where he had his, like, um, something. Yeah, okay. But he wasn't buried here. He designed this church. 
he was buried at so then he runs to the net like so it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the Vatican churches, like yep. all the big ones, um, all the um so like um Sistine Chapel, all of them are in it. Like they've yep. all got a purpose, like this saint was buried here. No, he was buried here first, and they reburied him here when they built this church. Like that's the second one. Yeah. The third one, and this is back to the topic we're talking about, it's called Inferno. Okay. So this bloke gets on so basically it's about plague. About plague? Plague. Okay. So a man made plague. That will because he does a math thing, he's a mathematician thing. Mm-hmm. And um what what's Robert Langdon? He's professor of symbolism. Yep. I don't know what they call that, but that's what he's a, that's what he's a professor at. Yep. So good at reading symbols of the Bible and finding different priests and different meanings and stuff. That's what he does. So the third one is basically the same thing. Our population will double by 2038, 48. Yep. So at the moment, it's gone from this much, this many people, to this many people. But it, it duplicates every 10 years. Yep. So if we've got... Five billion people in the world now, six billion. I don't even know how many we have now. I think it crossed eight billion recently. Eight billion. Yeah. Yeah. But that eight billion can jump to 16 billion in under a decade. Yeah, that's insanity. Because all those kids are going to become adults, have children. So they have two children, three children. That's why China already put in the one, even though rich families get around it. But yeah, the one that's gone now. That's gone now. Is it? Yeah, in 2015, that's gone. So, and now go. they are seeing some huge issues with that, the repercussions of that. And that, you know what? That could have been foreseen had they have like looked into it a bit more analytical. Hmm. But it, it's yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen yep. if you have a look at it like a, what a healthy population population graph looks like. It's like yep. down. It's like the trickle where you got people who are 100, and then it gets sort of wider and wider and wider every. The, age, the younger the age bracket goes, and then obviously the youngest age bracket, theirs is like more people up here, and the the most amount of their population are in the sixties, yep. in their sixties, and that is a giant problem for them, mm. um, because their one child policy worked way too well, mm. and it also favoured men mm. over over yes. women as well. We, yeah, yeah. So and that was to stop it as well. Yeah, the more men, the less women that could have children. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. men men go further in their careers and all these other yeah. bullshit beliefs. Yeah. yeah, but that's what basically the third one's about. Yeah, exactly okay. what you were talking about. So by 2038, our population could double in under a decade. Yeah, food, water, everything's a vital source. Infrastructure, we do not have the infrastructure for that. The amount of like, you know, the that that's what the third one's about. So it's a plague. So I watched it during COVID yep. again because I've seen it before and I'm like, I wonder, I can't really remember. And I was like, oh my fucking God, this is exactly COVID. Like yeah, wiping, yeah. they're wiping out the population yep. to get it to a reasonable level. And How it's, many people died from COVID? Was it, it was like a couple know. of million? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Do you know? Of, no, I don't. I know it's, I know it's in the middle. I like could bring it million. up, but I don't have yep. a guy that can do it for me. So yeah, yeah. We'd have Joe Reagan over there. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever his name is. I'll get confused. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. So let's just say two million, mm. three million. Mm-hmm. Fuck all, really. Yeah. No in the global In the global population, that's fucking nothing. Yeah. yeah. People, probably more people die of the flu. Yeah, well, that's not Maybe even not that point. That's not even zero point one percent of the world's population. Yeah, so that movie's pretty scary. Yeah, that's that is terrifying. Because you watch it and you're kind of like, okay, like I can understand this guy wants to wipe out humanity, but he's doing it. Like, have you seen the Marvel movies? Like, um, 
what's his friend, Josh Brolin's character? That Thanos. Has Thanos, yeah. Wops out half the population. Yeah. That's what it's all... That's, so I, I, I was just thinking about that, and I was kind of like, that's sick. Like, you can't just go and... But there could be a point where yeah. alpacas will be on the menu, and that's the moral of this yeah. story. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Guinea pig. Yep. Send yep. That's going to be whatever the fuck we can get. If I'm hungry, I'm eating it. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, did you see, obviously, like, The Last of Us has just come out, right? What's that? The Last of Us, the the, the TV Last series. It was off the the video game. Okay. So there was the PlayStation video game, and it's basically Explain about... Explain that to me. I'm not familiar with Yeah, so it's sort of like a adaptation on, like, a zombie... Okay. ...sort of a post-apocalyptic world um, where a man and, um, and this little girl are just surviving. You know, they're living, you know, just, just from one town to another. Is there a new one about to come out? No, it's just come out. Just come out. The yeah. new one on PS5. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's PS5. They, so made the, they made the video game and then they made a TV show okay. with Pedro Pascal. Um, and that uh, is an H- HBO. Yeah, HBO show. Um, but it's about um, mushrooms, right? So these cordyceps mushrooms growing inside of your, your body and then being able to sort of take over your body. Um, and... Uh, after the show came out, a few scientists came out and said, actually, this is possible that this could happen. Um, and the first person to be infected with a cordyceps mu- mushroom only happened like last week or the week before after this show's come out. It's actually, it's fucking wild. And what's happened to them? Uh, I don't know. I just read about it on a, in an article. That's, um, come on. But they haven't said, no, seriously, seriously. Where was this? Had to be in America. Ah, uh, probably. Yes. Probably all these weird things happened in America. Only in America. There was another guy as well who, who had the great idea of... Um, he uh, he liquefied like psilocybin mushrooms, right? So like psychedelic mushrooms, and then he injected them into himself, thinking that they would have the same effect. Maybe it would give him a fuller effect of the psychedelic. Um, and it didn't. Instead, it started growing and gave him a fungal infection throughout his body um, because it got into his bloodstream and the mushrooms started growing within him. Fuck. Instead of yeah, instead of just eating them the normal way that you would eat mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's don't it's, try that, like, kids. What's that? Don't yeah, try it no, at home. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just eat them. Yeah, just eat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good advice. Yeah, <laughs> makes up a joke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. It's yeah. It's really uh, really terrifying world. You know, there's so many things. There's also it just shows you how much you don't know about the world. And uh, yeah, well, I've learned so much. Yeah, from just listening to you. And so yeah, so you basically traveled around the world eating food, mm-hmm. and that's. That's your passion for food and all that sort of stuff coming back. And Cotato makes sense. Like, now I'm a bit older, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I want to go to Italy and say, no, I want to go to Italy and eat. Yep. That's what I want to do. Absolutely. Yep. Just eat. Yep. I don't care about anything else. Just eat the food and drink the wine and yep. get in and the culture. And talk to the people. Talk to the people. Yep. I really, that's probably the most, I don't really... Although I traveled like, so one thing I always say to people when you're traveling is you will always, um, you will always say, this is your trip. I'm going here, 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 this place, stopping here, staying here. You always, when you go on a trip, you will find a place that you didn't expect and you had no idea of it in your mind or what yep. it was. You, you didn't even know what it was. Yep. And you just leave that place and you take it with you like you yep. just remember or a part of you stays there whatever yeah, yeah. okay yeah that's pretty cool yeah. okay yeah well i when we went when i went to america i was a bit younger we did a yep. tiki tour all that stuff with a buddy mm-hmm. of mine um same one when we saw jay leno yep and um we ended up going through um 
Arizona. Mm-hmm. Do you want another scotch, mate? Um, I'm all right for now. All right. I'm all right for now. Good I might coffee. have one, another one in a second, yeah. That looks appetizing, that. Yeah, it's all icy and shit now. Yeah, <laughs> um, we went to, um, so we went through Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's so bloody hot. It's like yeah. ridiculously hot. Yep. Do you have an Arizona iced tea? No. There's big giant cans. No, I 90, didn't. 99 cents. Well, we were only there for like a day. I'll get like you one. I'll get you one if you're around. There are okay. a few around here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. They're real, yeah. They're real sweet. I mean, if you like iced tea, like yeah, they're, okay. they're good. Do you like iced tea? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you one. The convenience store near my house. Okay. Yeah, and they just they've made like a pledge to stay ninety nine cents in the US. Obviously, we pay a little bit more than ninety nine yeah. cents. Um, but yeah, they've made a pledge to like. Yeah, well, we went to like um that place, Phoenix, mm-hmm. the bars, the fun, the yep. laughs because. Because it was unexpected, we kind of you kind of took those tourist breaks off. Yep, and you're kind of just like back to being you in a foreign place. Yep, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then the next day, we travelled to a place called Sedona. Yep. So Sedona, Arizona, is the only place in like it, like think of like a John Wayne western riding through the desert. You got those yep. big ob, those big um ibis are they ibis whatever the big tall orange. Rocks, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. I'm talking yep. about the quintessential. Yep, the cactuses, maybe the dust bowl, the quintessential yep. western. That's where you'd film a western. Yeah, they did film a lot of westerns there. Yep. Um, it's it, and it's where Walt Disney's from. Yeah. Okay. So the mountain at Disney World, Disneyland, yeah, is a mountain where they've got the you know the the ride, like the. It's like the. Um, is it the Wild West one? Yeah, the Wild West ride where it's kind of like you're in like a, a mining carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on that in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, Disneyland that, Paris was that, that one. mountain is the same mountain in Arizona. Oh, it's exactly the I same one. I didn't know where, where that fit into well, the... That's where Walt Disney's from. Yeah, okay. Sedona, Arizona. So yep. if you go to Disneyland in Sedona, the bloke took us on a tour in a, in a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. He goes, you see that sign? He showed us a picture. He said, that's Disneyland. It's in the exact same spot, exactly how it looks in Disneyland. Yep. It looks in Sedona, that's Arizona. Fucking, that's mental, isn't that's, it? That was one thing that was crazy about that town. Yep. The other thing is like all famous people live there. Yep. So like like the famous of the famous actors all have yep. a house in Sedona. It's like they're beautiful. They're, yep. The houses all look... Big, nice big ranches. No, it's like um, it felt a little bit like bedrock, like the Flintstones. Oh, really? Like the houses are all like, yeah, because it's so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all built into the earth and really like advanced looking houses. I'm sure there's other, but this was like the rich place. Yeah. So there's that place, and then the McDonald's there, right mm-hmm. in Sedona, Arizona, is the only McDonald's in the world where the arches are green. What? So you know how McDonald's are yellow and mm-hmm. red, the arches in the golden arches, the golden yep. arches in Sedona, Arizona, they're green. Because the houses have to all have earth colours. What? And all the buildings have to have colours that match the earth. So, like, the houses have to be, like, matte greens and, and, and oranges wow. and things like that. That's, like, the law. And they try to do that in places, yep. like Blue Mountains, different places. They yeah. try to do that where, like, oh, your roof's got to be a certain colour. Because yep. it, it affects the night. And, and I'm all for it. Absolutely, yeah. But Sedona's taken it to extreme. Yeah. So, their McDonald's has green... Arches. I've and never heard anything why. like that. It's yeah. the only place in the world. Yeah. So that was like one of those places where you, you know, and that that, that sort of part, because I didn't know anything about, I knew what Phoenix, the name Phoenix, I knew yep. the Phoenix Suns, the basketball team. Yep. That's about all I knew. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe the football team. I don't, I don't know. Um, but then we went to the Grand Canyon. Now, I was the biggest skeptic. I'm going, it's a fucking hole in the ground. How yeah. good can it be? Like, it'd be boring. Mate, amazing. Yeah. Just, it's a hole. It is a hole, but it's not. It's so... It's just, yeah. I it, haven't been, but I, it's, it's vast, right? It takes your breath away. Because yeah. you're just like, I feel this big. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. it took... It, and you can walk right up to the edge. Yeah. There's no, like, you fall in. It's America, mate. Yeah. Bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. You, down the bro- see you down the bottom soon. Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, and, like, we're walking through, and a big moose. Not like a deer, a moose. Like with the massive, yeah, you know, big those bunk, things are huge. Those massive. legs are so tall. But everyone, like we were in the group, were like just walking along the footpath. I was in the bush, like walking between trees. Cause Did I'm it like, have antlers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, are you fucking serious? You see That's that? really lucky to see that because they're really elusive too. It was, yeah, moose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right there, and I'm. Everyone's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Look at the size of that thing. If that runs at you, you're fucked." Yeah. You got no chance against that. Yeah, like, like you know, I'm sure there's probably some American with an M16. Yeah, then they're the more it, dangerous but... animals too because of uh, well, how unpredictable they are. Well, it was just like looking at you. Yeah, and I'm like, yep. Fuck, is it looking at me? Yeah, I swear, you could I'm... absolutely trample yeah, you. Yeah, it would smash you. Yeah, I don't when know was... if they're aggressive. Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. yeah. When I was in Canada, uh, I never actually saw one while I was in Canada. I saw plenty, of hel- plenty of elk and massive, like with. I massive think it was a moose, like but like it was that family, the big yeah. mother. Did it have um on its antlers? Were they and were its antlers more sort of like rounded and they sort of like curved as opposed to just sort of like yeah, and they were a bit massive. Thin, they were massive. Thin? Yeah, like they were big. Yeah, and if it's tall and and still had its fur on it. Yeah, they, they stripped their fur off their antlers. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah okay. Rip it off, like it's, yeah, they just shake their head and yeah, they come off. It, they rip it off and then it's like. Yeah. Yep. Come through for the next season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they knocked the antlers off. I don't know. What they, do <coughs> they just sort of shake them off. They yeah. shake them. They come off. Yeah. There's only a few videos of them uh, around the because obviously it's just that once that moment you know mm. um, to sort of catch them doing it. So there's only a few videos around of, yeah. of, of it happening. But yeah, they just sort of shake their head yeah. and they go. Well, this thing was like. But then the rest of the animals were there, and then like the Grand Canyon, and so you put all that together. And you any were, raccoons? No. Oh, did I? I might have. Yeah. I might have. I, I love those things. Yeah. They're so cute. They look like little uh, little burglars. Yeah. You know, they they're, they're like yeah, yeah. black eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think we did see one. Um, yeah. And you put all that together. And even now I'm still talking about it. It was like yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. Because it just sticks out. Where it's yeah. It's just like all of that stuff kind of um, that one place. Didn't expect yep. it. Didn't have any like, yep. interest in it. Blew me away. Yeah, I've been to the Miamis, the New Yorks. The New York was fascinating. Las yep. Vegas was fascinating. Like they're all fascinating. Yep. They're all good to see, but n- they didn't measure up. Yeah, yeah. Like Miami's to me is a dump. Mm-hmm. We're sport. We're from Australia. Yeah, like, we got the best beaches in, like in the world. Yeah, and <laughs> Miami beach is shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go to there and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, what? Expensive waste of time. That yeah. is, yep. Um, no offense, anyone. No one yeah. listens from Miami. So that's yeah, <laughs> not yet. Anyway. Um, not yet. <laughs> but um, like, and then New York was like busy. Yeah, but beautiful, nice. Yeah, I feel that. like you're in a movie when you're there. You do. Yeah, especially in Central Park. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like the 
I always like Home Alone two. Yep. Because they got because the, they're in New York. Yeah. Well, they yep. got the Grand. Is it the Grand Hyatt? Is that, is that yeah, the, uh, and I think so. Where he stays, and then yeah, there's like Trump's the, in the in the foyer with him, all and, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you've got like the just that whole movie from when you're a kid. You kind of remember the scenery, yep. and then you think of other movies like John Wick. Yeah, a couple of others yeah, have been true. In, in, in Central Park. Yep, um, a lot of movies have been. Yeah, um, and then you got that quintessential where you go into Central Park and like everyone's like sunbaking in the middle of a park. Yep. Like, in the middle of a giant city. Yeah, it's really yeah. strange. Like, but don't you get that sort of vibe. I went in. Get it. I went in winter, uh, so I was able. That would been cool. S- yeah, ice skate. Middle in, of summer. In the, in the middle of um, in the middle of Central Park. That was cool. I ice really skate enjoyed in that. Central Park. Yeah. Or do you mean at the Rockefeller? No, in the in Central okay. Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because out the front of the you got the skating rink at the Rockefeller. Yeah. 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 No, this one was in in Central Park. Okay. Um, I went in February of two thousand seventeen. Um, we just we just had a decide we're going to Cuba. Mm-hmm. We decided to have a couple of days. Don't talk to me in, about um, Cuba in a second. Yeah, we would, we stayed um, a couple of days in New York before we went went on to Havana because it was just like we couldn't get any direct flights from Calgary, yeah. so we had to go that okay. we had to go that side of the that side yeah. of the states anyway to then go down. Um, but New York, New York's um, New York's like obviously um, in our movies that we watch, the American movies that we watch and the films that we watch from there, like a lot of them are based in New York, either yep. LA or New York. Yep. So then you've got like all the history of the, of like the gangs and the, and yep. the mafia. So my background's Italian. So that's interesting yep. to me. And then, mm-hmm. and then you've got, um, but then it's also very romantic. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of crime. If yep. you like that, it's got a lot of tragedy. If you like that, murder, mystery, yep. all that sort of stuff. But then it's also got the romance. It's got, so yep. it is. It's a and it's got the music. It's got the yep. sport. It's got everything. You know what? You never. You actually put that like pretty, mm. pretty perfectly. Like it has all of those things. And I never thought about it like that while I was there. I went to a gay bar with my two. I was with two two yeah, gay right. gay friends. Um, so they're a lesbian couple, and where we went out um for some drinks. So we had that night out in the town. We also went to the. 9-11 memorial which was, was still building that one yeah there. that was undoubtedly one of the most moving experiences of my life i, I agree. have i agree came out of there yep. and with the totally like out of body experience same trip same mate i yep. remember going there because they they what they had done they they just sort of like got to the point now where okay we've demolished it like that was a big yep. thing like the memory of losing that yeah was hard for that place yeah what year so, was it you went 2000 and, uh, would have been 11. Yep. 10? Yep. 2010? Yep. 11? So it was a while ago. It was 10 years ago. Yeah. 12 years ago, maybe. Yep. Um, yeah, probably due to go back, actually. Yeah, they um, just got rid of it it's as well. That memorial's not there anymore. No, but they hadn't built the new towers yet. Yeah, yeah, So it was yeah, just yeah. at that point. Oh, okay, had, like, the, the, one, foot, the One World Tower. Yeah, the footings were just getting done and they had, like, yep. the waterfall thing and it was... They like, had they, the, they, they were just there. They were just building, sort of getting that built yeah was might have been built and i remember going there with a mate of mine and the same thing like i remember just thinking like holy fuck that's right where it was like yep. right there like and we're standing on the footbridge that go they built a footbridge so you could stand and look yeah and you see that the, the video the visual the videos of the, the tower coming down mm. and to think that you're standing right where that yeah, that's yeah. that was that was moving, unnerving. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. It's got the tragedy. Yeah, that. exactly. That that it's, is the tragedy. It's yeah, got a, it's got a story everywhere yep. you look. So, romance, tragedy, yep. gangs, violence, 
Like it's a bit of everything. Yeah, culture, culture, food, yeah. Chinese, Korean. Yeah, it's got a Korea town, a Chinatown. It's got it's got everything you know. It's got yeah. the old Italy. It's got um, you know, um, what's it called? Is it old Italy? Little Italy. Little Italy. Yeah, and you got all the different meat markets and, and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So I remember doing that in one day. We sort of walked around, and I had a real good. At the time, it really interested me. I think at the time, the song out was um, the Alicia Keys one with Jay Z. Oh yeah, um, concrete um, jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire State of Mind. That yep. that just come out. Yeah. So that was like the song, and I remember like it was. So whenever con- you listen to that now, it always reminds but me. But it was played everywhere. Yeah. Um, concrete jungle where dreams, and then it's yeah. got um, and then um, Jay Z. Sorry, not Jay Z. Yeah, Jay-Z. you can say Jay Z. Jay Z. Sorry, it's, it's, <laughs> we'd it's, be so weird saying Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, it is. But anyway, yeah. people that get that joke. Yeah. Um, and he's like um, right next, and he does the Tribeca right next to, mm, and he yep. does all the different places, and it's like um, that's what you do. You go through. You got Soho. You got Chelsea. You've got you know the meatpacking district. You've got the, um, you know they've got the um, I keep forgetting the Italian name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did all that, and then like you go to Chinatown, and the gutters are different. Yeah. To other Chinatowns, it's more like yep. China. Yeah. More like Asia. Yep. Um. So it was how they've. It was quite good. Then you got the business, Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like we did that whole lap and like we had no idea where we were going. Yeah. And then um, that was like our last stop. So then we had like one night to go and then we went to this guy, um, cab driver, because cabs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mad. <laughs> For Uber, I know what Uber's like. Yeah, Uber's done there now. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls up, take us somewhere. We want to go like to an underground nightclub. He's just took us to one yeah that's it go in there have fun so there was and then um yeah and then that night yeah i met like some really heavy italian dude like full on yeah like italian american yeah. hey capiche yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly like but he was a big guy yeah and he was talking like and it new was york just, italians are and like for the first two minutes i'm talking to this guy i'm going don't smile yeah <laughs> yeah like, it's like um Fat Tony, from, yeah, um, from from Simpsons. the Simpsons, yeah. yeah, yeah, or any any of those, um, Paulie from the Sopranos, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, and I'm just going, yeah, don't laugh because he's probably in the mafia and he's gonna fucking gun you, yeah, gun you <laughs> yeah, down. and I'm just like, um, oh yeah, but then after a while, you they all sound like that, so yeah, you go, but it was funny, eh? It almost like seems a bit fake. I was in a in a cannabis cafe in LA. Okay. To my friend and I. So this would have been recently. Re- yeah, pretty recently. This was in 2019. Okay. So in the same trip, so I ended up flying from Sydney to LA, um, LA to Toronto, um, spent like a couple of weeks in Toronto and Montreal, and then flew down to, to Guatemala City, and I was in Guatemala for like seven weeks, um, and then on to Peru and then back home. And then you went to Cuba on the same trip? Uh, no, not the same trip. Okay. A few years before that. Uh, about two years before that. Um. But yeah, I was in LA in this, um, and obviously there's a, quite a lot of, there's a, a huge black population in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was sitting in this cafe with my friend and we were smoking a joint and she gave me this sativa and I was ripped. I was sitting there, I was so high, I could barely form a sentence. And this lady came and sat next to us and she just, you had to buy the cannabis that was in the cafe, you know, you couldn't bring your own. And this lady like whipped out her own vape pen. She's like, I don't smoke any of that fucking shit. And she just had like this, almost like comical uh, accent and the way she spoke was hilarious. And I'm just sitting there just absolutely 
like cooked my eyes must have been glowing you know and it almost didn't seem real like i was almost like a completely like sort of out of body out of body ex- yeah 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 just sort of seeing this from above my friend and i were like yeah dead yeah dead. after that we went to uh in and out burger and sat in the gutter and ate in and out burger yeah yeah white castle i haven't <laughs> been to white castle yet actually my character just getting the munchies and sitting <laughs> yeah. outside. Of, yeah, we've all yeah. been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, so then you went to Cuba. What were you in Cuba for? Uh, I, I don't... I remember the first time I ever thought about going to Cuba was in high school. I remember somebody asked my teacher if he could go anywhere. My history I'd like teacher to go there. asked him if, where he could go, if he could go anywhere. And he said Cuba, because it's a time warp. And boy, was he not wrong. Like, mm. going to Havana, going there, even as soon as you get into, like, Havana Airport, everything's different. Everything's very... You've gone back 30, 40 years, and then you get out of the airport, and all the cars are old because of the trade embargoes with the US. Um, and and it was just... It, it made for the, probably the most unique travel experience of my of my life today because it was so different everywhere else even something as simple as the internet right so you and i can pull out our phone and be connected to the internet well there you buy prepaid internet cards and then you go sit at a hot spot that's in the middle of the street it might just be it's no different sort of like that anzac parked out there you would just find a group of people sitting around on their phone because somewhere there there's an internet hotspot and you would sign into that and then that's it. When you go home, when you when you walk away from that, you don't have the internet. So we didn't have the internet for nearly two weeks while we were there. Just a few odd occasions where we could just send a message to family like, hey, I'm okay. I'm all good. Um, but yeah, the food was pretty like relatively scarce. You go into the supermarkets and things like that. A lot of the shelves are pretty bare, you know, like toilet paper and things like that aren't that common. Um, I would advise anybody going there, going to Cuba, take some toilet paper with you or some tissues or something. Um, but culturally, these people don't have, uh, well, yeah, culturally, these people don't have a lot, but they are so happy. Mm. And the vibe, the Cuban music was amazing. Mm. Obviously, Cuban cigars, you see people on the side of the road are rolling them with their, their fresh tobacco leaves. I like a cigar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love it. We, um, we stayed, so obviously, there's not a lot of hotels and things like that. We see, we used Airbnbs. But we didn't want to stay the whole time in um, in Havana, so we spent about four days in Havana, um, which was really good. The buildings are, um, are tr- like truly amazing. There's a few few good cafes and stuff around. We went on to another town called Trinidad, which was again I'd never heard of it before I had gone to gone to Cuba before I was even there. Um, and we spent a couple of days there. We went into this nightclub that was inside of a cave. I don't know how this thing was legal because it could have just caved in at any moment. Like there were no natural how walls about that? it. No natural walls about it, like nothing. But yeah, it was amazing. I think we bought, um, so we were buying like these sort of home brand um, cans of Cuban cola. Um, and I think we bought five of them and it was more expensive than the bottle of Havana Club that we bought to go with it you know, while we were in the club. Mm. It was really, really um, sort of absurd like that. Um, but there was no hotels where we were staying, so we had to s- stay with a family. Um, so there was myself and four four girls, um, and we all got this. Um, so there was the couple that I was in New York with, and we met up with two other friends. So um, how did you get in contact with this family? It was just like that's how you um, accommodation. Yeah, that's pretty much how you sort tourists. it. Yeah. We ended up having to – so we went to a bus station in Havana to get a bus to Trinidad. And they said, sorry, the, no more buses. Like, we're not, we don't have any available. Um, and we would, 
at the front figuring out. This guy came up to us and said, hey, I can take you. And we were like, well, what the like hell? Is, who is this guy? And anyway, we ended up trusting him. And he took us to, to Trinidad. It was, all, it was all good. It was a pretty smooth ride. There was no seatbelts in the car, but whatever. Um, and we got there. And, and when we got there, we said to the driver. And so my Spanish wasn't even, it was almost non-existent at that point. From now, it would have would be much easier for me to navigate my way around there. But he ended up helping us find a, a guy that had a room in his house with enough beds for all of us. So we stayed with him. This guy that we stayed with, I think he was sexist because he didn't have any other time for, any time for the girls. But he was more than happy to like try and communicate with me in Spanish and then English. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he brought this whole load of cigars and he just dumped them down on the table one night and he told us that his family had a tobacco plantation and they rolled their own cigars and he gave us gave us a couple each and we smoked this like fresh as cigar um, and it was still one of the best like cigars massive tobacco head rush and um, but yeah it was it was just fantastic. Well, on that tobacco stuff, like, because that's why over here cigars are really expensive. Like our cigarettes here, crazy. crazy for one. Like they should, it's ridiculous. But what that different here because we're so far away, we don't mm-hmm. really have that effect. But the the amount of like hands that that cigar will go through to get to, here, to get here, or to get to the United States, like if it's from um, like you know one plant, the rollers, the plants, yeah, uh, shit tobacco, yeah, chewed tobacco, like. That whole industry, yes, it's bad, mm-hmm. apparently. It is. Everyone yep. knows it is. Um, I don't mind smoking things every now and then, vapes, yep. cigarettes and cigars. Like, I don't mind not like smoking stuff. Yep. Um, or weed or whatever that is. Yep. Um, I've got an Elgilly too. You know, the, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The hooker. The, yep. the, the, the big, yeah. I'm not one of them. I had, had a lot of that while I was in Jordan and I felt I like just set that up on my balcony at home. Yeah. Like, just some days... Yeah, play, yep. play PlayStation. I've got that. In, in yes, I like that's nothing. That's just like um, molasses. Yeah, that's sugar. Yeah, that's what you're smoking. That's why it's so smooth. And yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't it's, have it's, any it, burn to it. Like anything. I don't know how it, it works. It's just it's just a thing flavor. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's just something. You seen do. there's a new bar as well. Where in Thornton? Just oh, is there? Yeah. Mm. In, in like it's like literally the, the the apartment building across from mine. Yeah, okay. And it's called uh, Revolver Lounge, and oh. they do they do shisha as well. So. Should um let us know when you want to go. Down. Yeah, absolutely, man. I definitely. But you can't um. Yeah, so like that whole industry. If you stop made cigars illegal, it would completely like kill that whole industry. Yeah, family incomes. That's yep. all they know how to do is make cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the Cuban embargo or the Cuban cigars are yep. illegal in the United States. Although I think that they. They definitely get through. They do. I don't know if they're illegal because Trump. So Barack Obama had changed a lot of things, so it was very easy for me to go from NYC directly to Havana. Well, it didn't was have very hard stop. before. Extremely hard. And then Trump came in and fucked it all up again. Did he? Yeah, I remember he made it really hard uh, for the Americans not long after we had been there. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, we were all Australian, so we didn't have to... It was nothing really... Um, it wasn't, yeah, you're not American. Yeah, yeah exactly. that trouble problem. There was, um, we did have to go to like a separate check-in room though. So where you go to your normal check-in gates when you drop your bags off, we got taken to a completely separate room that was completely away from everything. That must have been so scary. N- uh, not really. I mean, we're all together. We all sort of knew, like yeah, okay. sort of knew what was happening, but they were to fill in these visas and pay for the visas and, um, visas. and yeah. And then obviously like do all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all of that jazz, but it, yeah, it was com- kept completely away from all the others. Yeah, right. Which was interesting. I don't know why that, why that was mm. the case. Okay. Um, 
but no, it's just got to be because of the traveling stuff. But when I was in America, in Miami. Yeah. A lot of Cubans there too. Yeah. No, Cuban populations. Yeah. And um, it's funny, like we went to this cigar bar. Like it was a known cigar bar. It was right on South Beach. Yeah. Right on, um, right near like the, one of the nightclubs there. That's like a famous nightclub. It's yep. right on the beach there. So we were in South Bank. Oh, South Beach. Yeah. We went to this thing. It's like this old Cuban looking building, white pylons. Like, do you know fern, big ferns and yeah, really tropical yeah, yeah. sort of yep. Cuban style home? That really... Quintessential um, Miami home, like that yep. sort of look. It was like a thing. I love that. Yeah. And we went inside and we went upstairs and uh, we knew it was a bar and the guy behind the bar, this is how weird it was. So we're Australian. We walk into the bar. We walk up the stairs. The barman is South African. So we're in Miami, Aussies, South yeah. African barman. As I go in my boots, like he full, like South African, like, uh, how's it my boy? Like, you know, full yeah. on. Did all the accent because he was from there. And me and the mates, and we're just going, oh, here you go. And he's like, ah, Australia. Like, <laughs> you know, he yeah. was really good. Like he knew who yeah. we were straight away. Like he had no problems with us. And he's like, um, like uh, we said, like, we'd like to get a drink yep whatever you want um and we'd also like some cigars and he just goes like did the whole like you know like the wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing like yeah yeah we've got these cigars over here in this cabinet yeah but i'm thinking that you guys don't want these type of cigars do you no we want and i'm the one going yeah cubans yeah he's like okay yeah you're from australia so he's a cool yeah like okay, he's not gonna dob us in and yeah that. anyway um so we 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 go to so he takes us to a the balcony upstairs. There's yep. no one on this bal beautiful spot. Like you can see downtown Miami, like South Beach, like the beautiful night neon lights and all that sort of stuff. So that was actually I'd said Miami was not nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a good cool experience. You know, a little bit yep. underground. Yeah, it not, wasn't too bad, but we still felt like we were like doing something really naughty. Yeah, you know. Um, and it was fun. Yeah. It was a really fun night. And uh, and then anyway, this guy comes out. And he's only a little dude. Quintessential Mexican guy. Yeah. So we were all thinking straight away, okay, this guy's like the, 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 the Don. Yeah. Yeah. Only little tiny guy. Comes out dressed like... So like, sharp. Dressed like El Chapo. In yeah. The Chapo <laughs> yeah. Show. Like just the, the, the boat buckle. Like, yeah. Like, tucked you know, in tucked shirt. Tucked in shirt. The Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Like that sort of look chains rings um not not that bad like he wasn't that yeah he wasn't, yeah yeah i think it might have been a polo shirt tucked in but yeah. he was he was that guy yeah had the cubano big chain and all that yeah. um nice fella um and he goes i'm gonna give him to you guys but i've taken all the labels off them so no one knows that they're cuban um, they're cuban yeah um because i can go to jail longer for these than I can for a brick of heroin. That's crazy. If they catch me giving you you guys these, even though, like, because they're against the law, you cannot have Cuban cigars in Miami especially. Like, they will fucking... This was 10 years ago. That's crazy. That, this was a year after the first trip. Yeah. So he goes... Um, so he, And then he lit them for us, taught us how to light them, how to smoke them, like, how to cut them. Like, he did yep. it all for us. Showed did us. he tell you what they were? Yeah, they were, like, Cuban, like... Were they Cohibas? Cohibas. Yeah, yeah. I think they were Cohibas. Yeah. yeah. I think they were. Yep. Cohibas or whatever. Like, there's a, there's a couple of different Yeah, brands. there's heaps. Romeo Gillette is a really good as well. Yeah, they're popular here. And the, the Cohibas are popular here too. Yep. 
um, there's a good cigar bar in Sydney. Oh yeah. Um, called um, so it's opposite um, um, so Darling Harbour, um, above. I'm trying to think where it is, like just near the restaurants on this yep. side. So you're on the entertainment center side or the, the that side. Yeah. The shopping center there. Yeah. Got the restaurants all down the front. Okay, I didn't know there was. Yeah, upstairs yeah, okay. it's called. And you can smoke them there as well? It's called, I think it's called Cohiba. Yeah, okay. And it's a Cuban cigar. This yep. is Australia. So, um, yeah, so you go and get your cigar, get your, that's expensive now, but get that, get your cocktail, sit yep. there. And they, I know how to cut them and smoke them. So yep. I'm pretty good to go. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Should go and give that place a try. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, I don't even know if it's still there. Yeah, okay. So COVID and that it was probably post COVID. There was another. There was a Cuban bar that closed down somewhere yeah. near Central, and it was in Surrey Hills somewhere. I can't remember, but okay. it closed down not that long ago. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. The, so back to the yeah Cuban cigar story. Yeah, yeah. they so are the, fucking. That guy basically said like, "You guys are deaf." Like he checked our passports and everything. Like he wanted to make sure we were not cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were not. Yeah. That's that's so mental, hey. I would have been drunk. Yes. Yeah. There's no way he would have thought I was a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no way. I was pretty hammered. Yeah. But it was a good night. That was fun. I don't yeah. know if the boys listen, but yeah, they, they were there. Yeah. Good it's absolutely man. ridiculous. Like, um, when I came back to Australia, so I brought like a nice little like cigar box from, from mm-hmm. Cuba. Um, and I bought, like, I've got a couple left. They're all shit now. Like, they're all dried out and, mm-hmm. and horrible, but I kept a few of them um, and brought them back here. And just like the, yeah, it used to be like 50 grams of tobacco that you could bring back back here when i was um when i went overseas in october last year i came back through duty free loaded up like some cigars and all this stuff and now it's 25 grams of cigar so what it's like two cigars maybe like if that it's just absolutely absurd just hide them yeah honest honest to god hey like i came went through security um or not security or a passport check and the guy said you bring any tobacco i said yeah i got these and i pulled out a pack of five little uh, Cohibas and then three Romeo Juliettas, like the big long one, fat ones in the tube. Yep. And he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, okay. so chill about it. Mm-hmm. So I think next time he's not even going to fucking yeah. even say anything. I mean, it's it's kind of, um, yeah, it's not good for you, but there are there are ways to smoke cigars. Yeah, and definitely. We're not learn, obviously inhaling yeah, it. And yeah. if you, but if you learn how to um, cut them properly, which type, how do you cut? You yep. know, like the torpedoes, for instance, the like different shaped ones that you got to cut the, yep. the rear end in an angle. Otherwise, it doesn't, you know, you don't cut it straight because it yep. doesn't work. It's yep. not, it doesn't give you the foot. Or like the way you light it. Like, yep. You know, I learned something. Do you have a humidor as well? Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yep. I don't. I'm, I wanted to get back into it, but it's too yep. expensive here. Do you know that Signal sells a bunch? Just here. Yeah. The one's just here. Yeah, on High Street. Yeah. Yeah, they sell heaps. Yeah, I know. I used to get my cigars from here. Yeah. But it's dear. Yeah, he is. They're fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. you can go to get a box of cigars, but they're, they're up around, like, a couple of hundred dollars, mm-hmm. four or five hundred dollars, which is fine if you're going to smoke them and not smoke them all in one week. Yeah. You're just going to do it sporadically over the year or you keep them in a humidor so they're all nice and crisp yep. and they don't dry out. That's, that's worth it. Um, you know, it's a nice nice thing to have. Um, but, yeah, and this is a way that you use... You light them and you smoke them and you do it like there's a whole. Once you learn how to do that, it, yeah, it, it's there's a bit of a ritual, a process it, to it. Yeah, but it's a it, again, it's a romantic thing. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. 
it's fine. Do you think it is romanticized? Cigar smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I think. I think um, it's good, but I think so. Yeah. I think it's um, you know, like someone. It depends, though. Like if you're in Penrith and you're going to the pub and you spark up a Cohiba, you look like a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I did it at Panthers one yeah, when I was like, 19. Everyone, it was so yeah, embarrassing. Everyone yeah, was just like, what yeah. the fuck? What the fuck's this going Yeah, yeah. Is that, a, is that a cigar? You know, like while they're smoking cigarettes? Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like you're a bit of a fucking tool. But if yeah. you're going to just like um, go to a bar where it's a cigar bar, cool. Yeah. If you want to do it at home, cool. Like, it is romantic, though. Like, I think it's more romantic than lighting up a cigarette. Yep. Like, you know, Absolutely. Like, um, even though, like, yeah, it is. It's definitely, like, you just spoke about Cuba. Yep. What, when you think of Cuba, what the fuck do you think about? Yeah. 50s cars? Yeah. Like, hot it up, 50s cars. Yeah. Time warp cigars. Beautiful women. Beautiful women. Yeah. That first. Yeah. And music. Yeah. you talked about because it's time warp it's just like the music the, the, the Cubano yep. music is awesome absolutely you just want to dance yep if, if you can't dance it's the music that makes you yep. want to dance exactly exactly we had a we had a lady come sing for us uh, well we were in a restaurant we were by ourselves we went there just for some drinks and this lady came and sang to us and honestly it was one of the most beautiful things like ever um, and, and since hearing that um, hearing this lady sing I have a video of it um, I heard the song that she was singing um, recently. I ended up buying the vinyl uh, for it. It's like by a, a famous Cuban band. Um, uh, I can't think of their name right now. I can't. Is think it like of. a jazzy thing? It's sort of jazzy. It's sort of just like really traditional, sort of like Latino mm-hmm. music. Um, yeah, man. I can't think of what it's called right now. Yeah, man. Um, but the song is called Chan Chan, and it's yeah, it's yeah. Um, beautiful really distinct like i love i love latin american culture is my favorite in the yep. world um i just find it so so rich the food is so amazing um and i th- i feel like it's the culture that i've experienced the most when i was living when i was in guatemala i was studying spanish and so i live with a host family i live with a family um and every day i was speaking communicating to them in spanish um you know and obviously that is not my uh native tongue so i was always consistently like out of my depth maybe out of my comfort zone a little bit um and just trying to sort of get get by and um yeah i just felt like i fell so much in love with that culture by just immersing myself completely in it and even being uncomfortable Mm. um in that yeah well the fire the passion that's the latino yeah yeah, yeah. The Italians have got that too. Yeah. Spanish, Italians, Portuguese. Yeah, and yeah, and Latin. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Because you know, obviously, that's the the their um the the lineage of where they've come from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Italian music. Like uh, yeah. my last year, um, my nonno passed away. Um. Have so, you been to Italy? No, I no? haven't. No, mum and dad went. Mum, mum was yep. like married to an Italian. She's she's um Scottish yep. heritage and German, like but Aussie. Yeah. Um. And um. Like, she's like, I remember telling my dad, like, I married an Italian. You have to take me to Italy. Yeah. Like, it's one of the perks. That's why I married you. Yeah. Like, you have to yep. take me back to Italy. And they did, and they went, and mum loved it. Yeah. Did it. you see an opera while she was there? Not sure if she did much of that. Um, my mum's pretty, not probably not into that. Yeah. It's probably more of the wine and the food and like yep. living, like, just watching people. And, like, she's pretty mm-hmm. cool, like that, shopping and stuff yep. like that. Gelato um, and. Yeah, that's that's my mum. Yep, like, shopping. She's, she's not, um, yeah, she's not. 
an opera person. I yeah. couldn't see my mum. Let's go to the opera. Am I going yeah. to be like an opera? I didn't think I was an opera person either, and I went. Yeah. went no, no, I it's beautiful stuff. Yeah. Like it's it, it. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Like the so my nunu passed away, so he had a lot of the he like. So, I don't know whether it was like a thing, um, but like Italian men. So I'll talk about the the old school. So my nunu. Um, he had four sisters and one younger brother, right? So the younger brother in him, there was a bit of an age gap. Um, we lost him last year too. Um, so the two brothers we lost. Um, but he had four sisters. So they married obviously four different families. So they, the, 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 father, the son come over, met the father. This is blah, blah, blah. I want to take your daughter. Full old school. Like wow. Italian men and Greek yep. people, you know, like yep. you had to be Italian. Yeah. You could not be not Italian. Yeah. Even though, because my uncle, he married an Australian girl. So he was like a bit of a rebel. Yeah. Fuck everyone. Like I'll do yeah. what I want. Yeah. Um, which was cool. It's quite that's quite a romantic story. Yeah. I might tell you one day. Um but um yeah, and and so they all sang. So even the men that married his sisters, I don't know whether that was like you must sing or you can't marry. Them. I don't know what it was, but yep. they all sang at weddings, at parties, at they all sang. I don't know why. But it was just a thing. Yeah. It was just like my nunu up to the day, like any party house, he'd sing. That's Amore, Also yep. Mio, like all these old yep. Italian songs um, that he would and sing. And they probably don't even know why they do it as well. It's just so ingrained in them to do it but for, like, for so many years, you know? Yeah, and there's a wonderful song like called Also Mio. So we joke about it, like my yep. cousins and that. Like, What, what you does get? that translate to? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but it's just a beautiful song. Yep. Probably like I love you or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Also Mio. Like, yeah. It's just this yeah. really beautiful... Um, but there's heaps of different, but it's like a joke. Like, why don't you get up and sing also there? Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. Dickhead and sing that song. And, um, but that's another one where it's just like this opera singer, different versions. Like Enrico Caruso sang it. Yeah. Every Italian has sang that song. If you, if you can sing and you got that voice of that, like opera, opera sort of style, everyone sings also there. It's like yep. part of the, it's, you'd learn it as a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to that song because obviously it's got a lot of meaning to me because it's yep. like, I remember my nunu used to sing it. I remember his, like my cousin's nunu used yep. to sing it. So like, you know, Italian families are quite like yep. that. And that music takes you back. It, it just, it's just a beautiful song. Yeah. And it just immediately reminds me of what my culture is. Yep. And I laugh. Like sometimes I listen to that song and I'm like really getting into it. Like yep. I sing it in the shower or... Because oh, it's funny. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But other times it makes me laugh because I could just imagine like one of my cousins standing there going, "You're a fuckwit. Yeah. Why are you singing that song? Yeah. More like you think, like you mean it. Like you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's kind of like got that. Um, and you don't really know what the words are singing. Don't like know what. what I mean. Yeah, you're I just sort of like saying it up the sound. Sometimes I make it up. Like yeah. oh, so me, oh, I ate too much lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like just sing. Yeah. And that makes me laugh because it's like, that would be funny. Because like, everyone yeah. would sort of laugh if you sang it like that. And Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just that you know a little bit of my family and that, like, you know, like, so that culture of the music, it's very important. Yeah. It's part of, it's part of everything. Yeah. Music, you know, do you think music's the same now? Do you think As there's songs now, like, in our culture where you're like, oh, that really resonates with my... No. I don't think so. No. Not, they don't, I think it's hit, they don't hit the same way. I think it's the foreign language. Yeah. The foreign. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's a tough one because. Like Australian music wouldn't resonate with an Italian the same way. No, no, like I, absolutely not. I met this not. Australian guy and he used to play fucking. Yep. 
Think, cold chisel. Exactly, I was going to say, you know, like, I, think about how much ch- cold chisel would resonate with Aussie. Uh, do you know what Aussie. I mean? It's, it's not that, it, it's a great band and a great, but it's not a Cuban yeah. street song. Yeah. It's not an yeah. Italian. Maybe that folk. just goes to Australia's sort of lack of history, I guess. You know, obviously yeah. a lot of those songs. Yeah, are, our history, that history comes this way. Yeah. Yeah. Not the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could put it down to, to that. A lot of those cultures have, you know, thousands of years mm. or hundreds of, or even just hundreds of years of that mm. sort of music like mm. evolving yeah. and whatnot. Well, um, so I guess we'll wrap it up. We've actually gone for two hours. Damn. That's, that's not bad. No, that's gone real quick, Yeah, hasn't it? it has. Yeah, reckon? I think we might have to do an, another one, I another think episode. So. I, I think we'll wrap it up there tonight, yep. but this will be part one. I yep. want to get you back and I want to talk more about food. Yeah. I want to really hone in on some stories and really Absolutely. get some good stuff and maybe even like, um, you know, obviously talk about like places you've worked and things like, cause it's been a great chat. Like yep. we, I remember we had our coffee meeting yep. and we spoke about, let's talk about like, we haven't touched on any of it. Yeah. We've touched on bits and pieces of it, but we yep. haven't gone anywhere near. We could, we <laughs> yeah. could probably do a whole day to yeah, be honest. There, yeah. there hasn't, there, there, yeah, there's another, but there's a lot, a lot of personal stuff too that we shared, which yep. was, I really appreciate it because it really made it easier to do this. Yeah. That is the blessing of meeting. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I've got my style down pat yep. now. Yep. Meet with someone, have a good, have a podcast with them away from the podcast studio. Yeah. And then that, that'll, then you boom. Yep. Straight you know, into yeah, it. Yeah. I think that this was real easy. Yeah. Um, so um, I'll just wrap it up, mate. Thanks yep. for coming. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, mate.